Do you know where we are? Uh, yes, this is the fourth intersect in Jeffrey's Tube 25. No, this is the most acoustically perfect spot on the ship. Intersection acts as a resonance chamber. How did you find it? A little exploring. You mean to say that you crawled through every tube on the ship? Well, not everyone. Try it, see how it sounds. Thursday night at 9 p.m. on RadioFubar.com, or you can go to thelotuscast.com, hop in our chat room, we're right there, you can get in the mix of things. Right now, Rando's girlfriend's in there, and then everybody that's on the show right now, so. Angie the Dave made it here. Wait, is that? No, that's D- Okay. All right. Diva. Diva Dave's Diva Dave's here. Good old Diva Dave. Welcome, Diva Dave, to the show. Welcome back to the show. I don't know if that's talking to me or not. <laughs> well, you're the one that's doing it. Oh, right. You're Diva Dave. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. We got a very action-packed. Not jam-packed this time. Jam-packed was last time. This is jelly-packed. This is jelly. 
Can this one be fudge packed? Fudge packed. I like that. Fudge packed episode for you. Tonight. Hey, Brian from uh, Unfit for FM is in there. Welcome, Brian. Welcome. So, yeah, we are the Lotus Cast. Uh, give us a good old follow on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lotus Cast. Just go give us some love. We need some love. We're, we're in dire needs of love. Um, yeah, so what's been going on, guys? What's everybody doing? I, uh, I bought uh, Titanfall Xbox. You did? You bought the Xbox One Titanfall edition. I oh, did. You got the X-Bone? I got the X-Bone, and it boned me pretty hard in terms of price, if you know what I mean. The yes. t- <laughs> Your Xbox is like going crazy because we keep saying Xbox. <laughs> it is going crazy. It's wow. Like, what's happening over here? That do you, do you need me? So you I'm bought really... the Titanfall edition of the Xbox One, I which did. is it's the same price as an Xbox One, but you get Titanfall for free. For free. And it came as a download that I couldn't download for over a day because Xbox Live was down. What, what kind of game is that? <laughs> it is a weird game on Microsoft's part where they they fool me into giving them my money and then they withhold what I paid them for. Fooled you. Yeah. But why wouldn't everyone just get the Titan? I don't know. Ask Matt. It's the same price. He didn't want to get it. I didn't buy it. No, I'm I'm sorry I didn't purchase it. Just because I'm not in a place right now to buy an Xbox One. Uh, eventually I will. I mean, I, it's it's on my list of things. I did purchase Titanfall, though. And he did not know <laughs> that Titanfall... Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Works so, Xbox One? Oh. No, no, so here's the deal. No, I understand that an Xbox One game isn't going to work on 360, and 360 games are not working for the Xbox One. But I was so excited for the Xbox 360 release of Titanfall. I've been really waiting for this game. I'm very excited. So I, I haven't heard of this game. What is it? You, you were really no. bad. Oh, You've never heard of Titanfall? No, dude, it's is like it the like Halo, but not. Uh, yeah, I guess I kind know. of. I guess a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it's but like a popular free-to-play game called Hawken, which is free. It's strictly online. Like the campaign and everything is online. So you do need Xbox Live to like enjoy it at all. But yeah. it does come with a month of Xbox. That's if you buy Live. it on your console. If you buy it on the console. So I'm so excited though to get this game. I pre-ordered it on Amazon so that I knew I'd be going to work when I came home. There it would be waiting for me to just plug in and go. And I, I was shocked as Tuesday came around. I go to work. Usually I receive an email from Amazon saying your product is shipped out. So I'm kind of like, oh, all right. Like, why haven't I received an email yet? So I go online and I go to my Amazon on my phone. I, I look at my orders and it says estimated delivery date the 25th of March. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, why? I need I need. This today, no, like the point the, of pre-ordering is so it's ready now. Precisely. So I call him up, and I'm like, Amazon, what the fuck is going on? Like, I want this game. I need it today. Why am I not receiving it? And Amazon apologized to me. Like, oh, we're so sorry. Hold on, let me see. Let me click over here to uh, one day shipping. See if that changes anything. Um, sorry, it's still saying the 25th. I'm not sure why that is. I'm like, well, I was expecting it today, so I'd like to cancel my order. Because uh, I'm going to go pick it up. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry about this. I'm, I apologize. So uh, we'll go ahead and take care of that for you. It so, doesn't say on the Amazon website that it ships. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Like, <laughs> Hold on. So I wait. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of pissed off. Like now I've got to work this out. Now if I'm going to go buy the game at a store, I prefer to go to either like a Best Buy, like a Target, maybe a Walmart. Stay away from the GameStop. I hate fucking GameStop. They're an awful business. Wow, something we agree on. Uh, so, wait, that's where I bought my Xbox One. <laughs> it was is at GameStop. Yeah, but you had GameStop credit, so you. Were, you were, I went to the midnight opening pardoned. of 
Titanfall at GameStop. <laughs> Why anybody would go to a midnight opening? Okay, I was on my way at home GameStop. from work, and I thought, like, who's really going to be at GameStop at midnight right. buying this? Like, especially one in Franklin, because you know it's kind of out of the way. Nobody's really going to go to this. Um, and I get there, and people are literally flou- like falling out of the store, and they they had shoved everybody outside. I got there at like eleven fifty. Every thinking, I'm sorry, every GameStop midnight release is like that. I, I almost think that they pay people to show up so that the actual customers have to wait outside of the building until midnight when they can let people in to purchase it. I think what would happen is they let everybody in and everybody prepaid so they could just grab their stuff the second it was midnight. Possibly, possibly. Um, well, because when I got there at 11.50 um, and I had nowhere, like they started arranging the line into groups. Like this was group one. People had already paid like on their receipt. It said group one. And like, if you don't have a group, you're way back here. And I was like three storefronts down. And so there's just this long line to get into GameStop. Um, and then at midnight, they uh, they let everybody in. It's all these, uh, you know, hundred greasy nerds. Including myself, um, and yes, and you, yeah. the greasiest, the yeah. Mexican greasy, walking into a GameStop, and the, the line just sort of wraps around the store. I think like this is such a terrible idea. I don't really need it tonight. I I won't even be able to play it for a day because I just work nonstop on Monday and Tuesday. Like I, this is why did I even bother to do this? Um, and then the line actually moved really quickly because apparently everybody had prepaid. Uh, and then when it finally got to me, I actually spent more time checking uh, out. checking out than I was actually in line because GameStop. Is the you have to spend at least fifteen to twenty minutes checking out because they have a oh, laundry list of questions. So many things that, that, that I declined. they yes. What's so, your email address? <laughs> so What's I your phone number. Here's the deal. I have to go now to GameStop because I'm like I don't want to drive out of my way to any of these stores. There's a GameStop right by my house. I'm gonna go there. It's fine. I'll just go buy it. So I roll up, go stand in line, get all the way up to the line. I'd like to get uh, Titanfall for three sixty. Oh, 360? Oh, no, it doesn't come out for 360 for two more weeks. Like, what? Like, yeah, they, they release it for the 360 on the 25th. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I've made an ass of myself. And I tell the guy, all right, Wait, well, thank you. Why did you decide to go to GameStop in the first place? Because I didn't want to drive out of my way to go to Walmart. Like, There's a GameStop down the street. It's me. right down the street from my house. So I guess you get to call Amazon back. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah call her back and apologize. I, I did actually <laughs> yeah. send the girl, the lady, an email, and I said, "Listen, it was my mistake. I apologize." And I reordered the game from Amazon just because I like I didn't want to be a complete and utter dick. But as I started to walk away from the guy at the register at GameStop, as I started to leave, he goes, "Oh, well, wait, uh, don't you want to reserve the game?" <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, "No, no I'm good. Thanks." It's not here. And I, he's like, "Well, you're going to want to reserve the game." Because every store is only getting 10 copies. And I was like, what the... F-? I just looked at him and I said, that's ridiculous. And I left the store. Because do they really expect people to be that stupid? Oh my like, god, only 10 copies. Well, I mean, Titanfall. Dude, how are they still available? Oh my god, I am so lucky. I have the, like, the ninth copy. Wait, only right? 10 copies? Like... Maybe I should get the Xbox One version <laughs> right. just to make sure I have it. Titanfall is a big game. Like It's made waves. Like It's it's kind of been a big deal. Well, I could see them getting only 10 copies of no, the 360 version. No, it, that's retarded. No, it, that's not really. Seriously. They're going to sell more 360 copies than they are Xbox One copies because more people have the 360 than the xbox one at this point that is ludicrous they're not getting 10 copies and to only say that is to dupe like uh house moms 
from like housewives and their kids. Oh, yeah, I like, better why reserve do they it. Even try like on somebody their age who's obviously in the demographic to buy one of these games. Why do they even try like, oh yeah, we're really only getting ten copies when you know you could walk into a Walmart or a Best Buy and well, they Walmart's just have, different and they have one of those big you know crates of just the game it's just standing there right, so but walmart is a little different but, but I, I could see them getting a limited amount of 360 here's versions. the thing yes walmart is different it's a huge chain and they're they're going to get a lot of copies because they're going to you know they expect to sell a lot of copies gamestop specializes in fucking video games yeah. why would you not stock up on the amount of fucking video games well, that you're going to get it, it, okay so like 10 copies is it's retarded. If you run a video game store, if I'm gonna get, um, like, if I'm selling versions of like a Madden or something for both Xbox and Xbox 360, or the Xbox One and the Xbox 360, I'm not gonna carry as many of the 360 version for that same reason that you're saying that is why they lied about it is to force people to think, well, I want this game, so I might as well just buy the new console too. It's the same exact thing. <clears throat> is the ploy? I mean, it, it means the same thing. So why not do it? I don't know. I don't. It would make sense if there weren't enough copies. Like, I know that's what the iPhone does to kind of create demand. Like, all the stores yeah, but sell it's, out. It's a video game where you can digitally download anyway. Oh, no. So. Just a lot of people want the iPhone. They just make enough. No. That, that's yeah. not the issue. Do you know how much resources it takes to print off those DVDs? I mean... They... I didn't even get a DVD. It was a download. <laughs> yeah, it's a digital download. And I don't know why anybody is buying physical copies of a, games anymore. You gotta reserve those digital downloads. They'll sell out fast. Oh, they tried to sell me on that season pass, like, for the <laughs> DLC... And I'm like, seriously? What bothers me about that is that means that they're planning to have DLC, even though that's bullshit, before the game's even released. Right. That, that should be part of the game. That's, that's the, if you have it planned and if you're working on it, then that's just part of the game. Use patches. I don't know why people are charging for three maps. That's nonsense. No games have ever done that before six years ago. Well, it's the thing. Not yeah. even six years ago. But, but you can make more money and you don't have to worry about people selling and right. reselling the game. Right? So, okay hand your physical copy of the game to somebody and they can play it. But if they want the downloadable content, then they're going to have to pay another $6. So at least Oh, yeah. Dude, if people are willing to pay it, you charge it. No, oh, right. People are willing to pay it because they're kind of idiots. Mm. Not, not, I mean, games weren't selling DLC and they were making plenty of money before. Well, well now they're making more money, though. Right. right. Well, not, we're making plenty of money, <laughs> but if you can make plenty more while, money... While you, games you get are getting to make worse. It on, on every resale of the game, right? So it's like... Maybe they, they could. Well, you, do can, this, you don't really resell games anymore anyway. So that's, that's my. That's not a thing well, that people that really problem. do as See, much. They closed the loophole. Now right. it's everyone downloads their own copy. That was my stupid moment, though, as I thought. And so I did. I just I, think it's funny that you were so like anticipating this game that you had no idea that the 360 version just came out like weeks later. <laughs> I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. But uh, that, even like when you were clicking pre-order on Amazon, it was like this game will ship on like this date, and you didn't even notice it was just later. <laughs> Sean in the chat room says, "Do you know where I can find a funny?" podcast uh we'd like to welcome our guest for the oh. evening uh mr mike messier messier is that how you say that i say a messier but uh, that's messier, okay yeah. there's an do? r there uh well, yeah, well it's it's silent silent but uh fun but why is it silent, silent but deadly silent i don't know ask deadly. the french it's like his farts uh, you can actually good move. intro by the way <laughs> you can move first, the first we spend 10 minutes talking about video games and then you put the fart joke in my name but that's all right <laughs> Uh, that's the okay. Lotus cast. If if there's anything you could really sum it up, you could say fart joke. Okay. That's the Lotus cast. Um, but yeah, welcome. Uh, you are the uh, the director, the writer, the producer of a film called Disregard the Vampire. Uh, and we're going to be getting into uh, all that stuff. Good stuff. In the uh, 10 o'clock hour. 
the 10 o'clock hour. Did you, uh, where, where are you at? Where are you standing right now um, with the Lotus Cast on a rating? Like when you walked in, you see all the equipment, you're like, oh, this is kind of professional, right? Well, I walk in and I see, um, I see shoes in the corner, which yep. is nice. You guys take off your shoes before you come into your home mm-hmm. or the station, I should say. Oh, good job. Yes. <laughs> right. We've got to right. fool the people. And um, I see a Washington Redskins cap, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of my Virginia youth. Yes. And, uh, I see uh, virgin youth. Yeah, <laughs> his, his virgin youth and into adulthood. Right. <laughs> I feel I feel right at home. I see a, a glass uh, chess set being unused. That's good. <laughs> um, there's some pizza from last Thursday in, on the counter, which would make it a week old. That's actually from this Thursday, but there is pizza boxes from last week in the trash. Okay. Next to it. Um, I feel right at home. This is good. All we're right. Like a, we're like a little. Uh, there's six of us in here, which would make a fine basketball team because we probably need a sixth guy to be any good against any reasonable team. But I feel white. very, I feel very much at home in this resident uh, station. The I station, yes, yeah, the yes. station. <laughs> yes, well, welcome, and uh, and yes, we're very excited to uh, to get into Mess- Messier. Messier, yeah, it's like the, the hockey player. Yeah, Mike Mark Messier, Mike Messier. Yeah, it's, it's Mike, good. Mike yeah. Messier, 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 Messier. Did Case, Kate Carson get this abuse when she was on your oh, show? Oh, she got much worse. worse. She does. Yeah. Kate Carson gets abuse because she's an attractive female. So right. Therefore, and we're fourth graders. Was it Jay, Jackie Fabian, I think, got the worst treatment on our show? Well, yeah, we had her puke. <laughs> we, we did make her throw up on the show. And then all of those people said horrible things. Our chat room said awful, awful, awful things, things about, about her. her. There was no love, no support yeah. for the J-Fabs. being the nice guys that we were, we read them all back to her instead of just not telling her what people were saying. Right, so. right. They were saying horrendous, horrendous things. things about yeah, Jackie. Very, yeah. very Speaking mean. of Jackie Fabian and Kate Carson, yep. but the tall drink of water, Kate Carson and, and Jackie Fabian, uh, March Fatness. Round one is complete. It is done. You cannot vote for round one anymore. We have advanced to round two. Joe, who are our winners? Okay, so... Um, well, actually, name all the contestants yeah. again and who they were, vers- who they were against. Um, Let's go through the matchups. Yeah, everybody needs to know the matchups, and then we'll go by. We'll go through this one. But all right, March Fatness um, for for Mister uh, Messi uh, Messi Messier Messio 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 March Fatness. March well, Fatness. you know, she was lucky to get No, and if it was Messi, then <laughs> yep. all the better. Now, now I'm catching up to this this thing. Yes, all formalities are thrown out the window. Right. It's part and orgasm speed. jokes. Yes, very good. There we go. I'm glad I drove up from Wickford, Rhode Island, for this abuse. Um. We we're doing the, an event called March Fatness for okay. the entire. So we have our own bracket. So Uh-oh. we took all of the girls that have been not all of the girls, but most of the girls that have been on our show, yes. and we've pitted them against each other oh, in a looks contest. Okay. So we're looking for hurt feelings, Is it tears, looks. Um, it's it's just how, your opinion of this person. Yeah, but most people are based yeah. on something. Oh, yeah, looks. absolutely. Like, let's, looks. Let's Their inner beauty. Their yeah. inner yes. Beauty. I, I mean, I guess you could judge them on how they were as a character on our our show, yeah. but. That's yeah. That, that would mean that people would listen, right? <laughs> I, that's bullshit. I mean, ten minutes of video game talk about the merits of Xbox versus right. uh, something else, and people are not listening. Come no. on. <laughs> um, I voted strictly off of who I would like to lay naked with in bed. Okay, that's those really? were my oh, options. Stacy Toplitz, huh? St- oh, 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 oh boy! <laughs> Yikes! Very so interesting. How do I vote? How do I? Well, the first round of voting is over. It just completed about uh, twenty minutes ago. Second okay. round is opening, but who, our matchups. Who are our okay, matchups? So to? for our matchups. Our very first matchup was um, the tall drink of water, 
Kate Carson, yes, and uh, Alex Apola. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Gorgeous. Um, Both of them gorgeous in their own rights. Yes, and it was unfortunate that they went up against each other. In the so early rounds. on. It's unfortunately in something like this, early on, you know, you're just you're thrown out there. You don't really know who you're going up against. It was a randomized list. Uh, we didn't choose who the girls are, are going up against. What was the total outcome of? Uh, Kate Carson won with wow. uh, 66% of the vote. Right. Wow. Uh, against Alex, so Alex. Is what do you think about Kate eliminated. Carson? One, like, what do you think about her? Like the first thing you think of? Just, yeah, the first thing you think of. Because she's tall, drinking water. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Kate Carson, though, congratulations, Kate Carson, for uh, for taking that uh, taking that win over uh, Alex Sapola. She should call yeah. up Alex and really rub it in her face. Yeah. We should. You're right. If I had her phone number, I'd totally do that. No, Kate should do that. Yeah, Kate should absolutely do <laughs> well, that. Well, Kate did advertise the she did? Uh, the March fatness, and so she might have drawn more votes to her side. Well, that's the work uh, you got to do. Yeah. So what do they win? Do they win anything? No. Oh, uh, I guess just... <laughs> well, they make it into the next bracket. <laughs> They're allowed yeah. to come back on tour. We actually show. have three more weeks. We do have three more weeks to figure out what they might win. Yes. Okay. Um, the winner might actually get to wax Dave. We don't know. Right, yeah. Oh, boy. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's gonna uh, be what's our next yeah. matchup? Our next matchup was Ashley Elmy versus Shannon, the girl. Ashley Elmy, of course, <laughs> from girl. Carly and Alex. Um, she plays Carly or Alex. One of them. Uh, one of, one of we know she's the lesbian. She plays a lesbian. She plays the lesbian in the show web series. Uh, I believe it's carlyandalex.com. Yep. Uh, at Carly and Alex on the Twitter. Uh, go give them a follow. They're actually coming together pretty nicely. Their, their trailer looks pretty funny. Um, but Ashley Elmy, the beautiful, the gorgeous, Ashley Elmy won. So congratulations, Ashley Elmy. Yay. Yay! Congratulations, uh, <laughs> Shannon. Obviously, a girl that's uh, wonderfully generic girl. Just generic. That's yeah. it. There's really nothing that stands out about her. She's just a girl. You would get drunk and maybe go home with her. That's, I guess, where that would. She was. Uh, she's been on the show last week. Yeah. So um... yeah. You would pay her to do something for you, like oh, not boy. not like a, in a prostitute situation, but like maybe your taxes. You would say, "Hey, Shannon, here's some money. Could you do my taxes?" She's not very Jewish. <laughs> oh man! So that way, you know, she won't steal from you. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, <she was>. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. Uh, Dave Harvey's Jewish. He can right, make Jew, right. Jew jokes. Uh, <laughs> what were you were about to say? I was about to say he makes Junos <laughs> yeah. a yeah, reality. <laughs> Uh, what? Oh no! Do I have some of that week old pizza now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, if there's some left, you can enjoy those triscuits. You can enjoy the triscuits. Triscuits are good. Uh, uh, our next round was uh, Holly Hannah versus uh, Michelle Rando's girlfriend. Holly right. Hannah, the porn star. Holly Hannah, uh, our cam porn girl, star, yeah. cam girl, uh, who was on our show. She called in. She was one of the the first. Actually, she was our yeah. second girl, uh, our second porn star on the show. Um, and she lost to Rando's girlfriend, who nobody knows who she looks like. Yeah, um, she took sixty-two <laughs> percent of the vote. Yeah, she did. And she her her A photo in it was just her bit strips character, right? Molesting Doug, her boyfriend, Rando. So Rando's girlfriend won, and I, I I'm actually glad that she did. I, I'm happy that she won, just because you know she's I guess what would be considered a super fan of the show. Did Holly Hannah tweet this out? No, no. But to be fair, I didn't tweet it out to her because I couldn't tag. Rando's girlfriend and like because Rando's girlfriend doesn't have a Twitter, so yes she does. She does. Yeah. Well, she doesn't. Well, she doesn't follow the. It's not out guys. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too um, late now. So congratulations, Rando's girlfriend in the chat. You uh, you've won this round. Good job. Second round's going to be a little bit tougher, I believe. Um, 
Okay, and then the next one was Audrey Claire Johnson and Katie Solowski. Oh, Another really no. hard <laughs> matchup. a friend of mine. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Uh, if I say, you guys are to like rip on her, but it's one of the two. Oh, oh no, no, we, we won't enjoy them we both rip very on both much. Them. Yeah. All of these <laughs> girls that were on the show, that we was a very thoroughly close. enjoy. Are they yeah. gonna? Are they? Have they both been on the show? Yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, they every girl that's in the matchup has been on the show. Yeah. This matchup was the toughest for me to decide. It yeah. was a very tough one because I was really disappointed that this this was came about in the first round right. because it's such a really a difficult matchup. Two blonde bombshells, yes. Audrey Claire Johnson, who is just gorgeous in her own right. Um, she's also in Carly and Alex. Uh, she's the other one which she plays we Carly. don't know which one. Yeah, she plays the non lesbian. <laughs> Whichever one is which. And Katie Solowski, who also is just a gorgeous girl. Uh, she was in Dead Bounty, uh, Provoked. And uh, uh, numerous other things. Before she moved I on. announce who won, uh, Mike, who do you think won? I'll go with Katie Solowski based on her. Uh, uh, as sick as it is, I'm sitting here looking up people's names on Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> as you're re- reading them off, Audrey's Facebook profile pic is not as uh, flattering. No, no you. offense to her because she doesn't even have her face in the Facebook page picture. Is it just her eating like a big slice of pizza? It's. It looks like her on set, but her back is turned towards the camera. I hope I'm not giving her too much private information, but it <laughs> is a public thing. But her back is turned towards the camera, so it's a little cryptic and macabre. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Katie has a very pleasant, she you know, smiley, happy face on her thing. Now, this was actually, this skyrocketed uh, right off the bat in Katie Solowski's favor. Yeah. Uh, she took a... a Pretty advanced commanding lead. lead. It was something like seventy to thirty. Was it seventy? I thought it was sixty. Like it, it had made like sixty-five or something. I remember because uh, Audrey was in the thirties at one point. She might have been like thirty-five, thirty-six percent. Okay. So then um, that came down, and at one point I remember checking, and they were at fifty percent split right down the middle. I was like, "Wow! Like this is really, you know, this is getting serious." But uh, ultimately, in the end, the winner is Katie Solowski. It was Audrey Claire Jones. Oh, okay. wow. By uh, right. 55.6% of the vote. She took it. Well, she, she was. She took the lead. She did retweet it. I don't think Katie Solowski, uh, I did tweet to her saying, hey, you're being judged. Uh, <laughs> Lucky you. In, a, in an event called Marge Fatness, you know, you could let the people know, but she didn't. She did not choose to. Although Audrey Claire Johnson did retweet it and said, it's on. So wow. I, 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 she garnered her support. She brought her, her fans. She called her Bennerman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she created a, a bot to vote for <laughs> numerous times. Now, if you guys That's why being... we have an odd number of votes for an even <laughs> right. bracket. I've got to ask, though, if you guys were being judged like this, yeah. you know, uh, judged and um, put in these categories and subjected to this judgmenty. You know, I'd judgment. be glad to get one vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I really expect like, somebody would get all the votes against me. And that that would be good. To I would the tables, I know. would say the winner of if you if you were to put us all against each other in a looks contest, the winner would go to Dave Harvey. Dave Harvey is he has time to kind of like trim his beard and make himself look attractive. Yes, because I've clearly trimmed my beard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have you have time to do that yeah. stuff and kind of you know I feel like you're the uh, it's plenty of beauty. Thank yeah. you. But I, I here's the thing with Dave Harvey. Like he's he's got that younger look of you know uh, he's got that cuteness the attractiveness little boyish looks, give him three years after three years oh, yeah. he's falling apart, <laughs> him and his dad twins they're just gonna be, <laughs> you know right there. A friend of ours <laughs> has said that my dad looks exactly like Jack Lemon. I, I don't want to look like Jack Lemon. Diva Dave in the chat room is saying uh, he voted for himself, so congratulations, all right, Diva, Diva Dave. Dave. Yeah. Um, all right, who's right. our who's our next matchup? Um, 
Okay, so then the next we had Casey Calvert, and she was against Jamie Tennille. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Casey Calvert, uh, who is... <laughs> A, a very well-known porn star. Oh. <laughs> who, against Jamie Tennille, against the epitome of class in New England? Uh, oh, so man. they were up against each other. Jamie Tennille, <laughs> right out Jamie of the... I Jamie Tennille just because, like, at, <laughs> at the Provoked premiere, she was just so drunk. Shit oh, my goodness. And she came over to talk to us, and she took the headphones, and she started talking into, into the, the headphones, headphones yeah. instead of the microphone, thinking that it would pick well, her up. Well, technically. I mean, I, <laughs> yes, uh, engineering-wise, they are identical, but they it's not hooked up that Hello? way. Hello? <laughs> oh man it's like a scotty in star trek 4 <laughs> yeah she's talking to the mouse of the computer uh michelle in the chat room is saying that she disagrees with me as far as dave harvey winning the attractiveness well yeah because she's wrong always. so well but i'd like to know if that if that is the case michelle who is it that wins the uh, who's the most attractive you've seen us all who's the most attractive so go ahead and put that in the chat um casey calvert Big porn star. She retweeted it. She did. She, uh, did. she did reach out to her fans and tell them to vote for her, which I think uh, she came back and took the lead on this one and beat out Jamie Tennille, Uh which... Wait, the porn star beat Jamie? Porn she star. Did. All right, this yeah. whole thing is uh, totally not valid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all based on votes. But here's the thing. I feel like most people who, who listen to the show and who were probably voting know, uh, you know these people personally, and they probably would have voted for Jamie, right? Like if they had known Jamie? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I thought uh, this is tough, but I mean, would they think that? I mean, is it is it like the attainability factor? They think they have a better shot with the porn star. Oh, I don't know. I think they're just voting. You you, you okay. just go through and you look at the girl and you sure. vote. It's you a, know? just a urge, a primal urge, a primal urge. Okay, yeah, both of enough. which I'm not even. Uh, listen, I love Jamie Tennille, and I would definitely sack up with her sure. given the opportunity. Why not? If she, I'm married. If she wants to have like a a connection with me and my wife. We're we're into connections, so I'll text her. <laughs> Please do. Please do. See if she's uh, interested at all. But she probably isn't, but that's okay. <laughs> and the photo the photo that she was up yeah. against Casey Calvert. I, I tried to find the most provocative photo I could have. It's her. a steamy one. And it's a pretty good one. She's yeah. like sucking on a lollipop in a bikini. I was um, gonna say that photo is better than the photo for Casey because Casey's yeah. photo is just like extreme I knew, well I knew Casey was going to have like an easy time with this so I picked her profile picture on, picture on Twitter oh you're <laughs> trying to well, stack the deck to yeah. be fair any other picture is <laughs> going to involve her butt yeah and then, then it's just over oh yeah there's not a lot of pictures of Casey you can <laughs> yeah you know post um, I guess but I guess people already knew what they were looking for with Casey and they uh they voted the thing her. is uh, if you look at that photo it's just begging to just get fire hosed. So what's his name <laughs> of this Kathy? What's her name? Casey Casey Calvert. Calvert. And how's the last name spelled? C A L V E R T. In the chat room, Michelle Rando's girlfriend says, "You know, really, it's a tie between Adam and me. Adam has the metal look I like, but there's something about you, Matt. So she thinks that I'm the uh, the more attractive. I think I would Yikes. attract more of like the twinks." You know, I've got that bear thing. I'm a I'm a big guy. I'm so hairy. Ca- are you calling Michelle? <laughs> I'm calling a Michelle. Nineteen year old. Yes. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yes, I am. So Michelle's. A, she has the. Um, I guess the. Uh, she's attracted, the same way a twink is attracted to a, a gentleman. So. I'm I'm irresistible to black girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what's our next matchup? Uh, Jackie Fabian and Alessandra Brown. All right. Now, J-Fabs, the fapper, Jackie the fapper Fabian. Or the flapper. She uh, oh, she took this one against <laughs> Alessandra. Oh, yeah, she did. She had the largest winning percentage out well, of What was the percentage? She won by uh, 75.9% to 24.1%. Oof. Wow. 
It's yeah. a pretty big gap. She's, and Jackie's photo was her as a zombie. <laughs> yeah, it's like her face was Whoa. peeling. Hey, and the, zombies are big right now. Yeah, and Alessandra a big fetish. had a you know a nice profile. You know, we photo. had the porn crowd voting, so who knows what they're into? Yeah, this is true. And what's our next? Uh, I refer um, to Jackie as zombie hot. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie is cute. Uh, listen again. If I'm, if I I'm, deliberately did not pick one of her like cuter like hot photos. You wanted yeah. her to lose. Well, no, I mean, yeah, well, I felt well. no, a lot of people don't know who Alessandra was just because she was on Deco. She wasn't on the show. She was just you know one of the producers, um, and so like maybe they would give her a shot. Uh, what's our next matchup? Uh, Katie Shannon and Biz. This was the closest matchup. Katie Shannon. Katie Shannon's the EP <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> I love that you're just googling them. Of Carly and Alex. She is. She uh, here's the thing with Katie Shannon. I I think she's super attractive. Uh, maybe it's that unattainable thing about her because she is what they call a lesbian. She's oh. she's not attractive. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's not attracted to the instantly uh, depressed. The opposite. He Google's her picture. I'm oh, lesbian. <laughs> Shit. Um, oh, gee whiz. She's really funny and very attractive. She's got some uh, what I'd like to call big and heavies. Um, that I would love to rest on. I'd just like to rest my head there. Just, ideals? Uh, she's got, I guess, good ideals. On. Okay, big and heavy ideals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Biz, uh, you know, who has been in... Uh, well, she's going to be in Dead Bounty, um, mm-hmm. and she uh, did a little bit with... Uh, she was on our Provoked uh, premiere show. Provokedfilm.com. Um, she and Dave actually went out and filmed a bunch of stuff for them, which I don't think is going anywhere. No, right? yeah. no I don't think so. I didn't think it was at the time. What is it? What is it? The stuff that Dave and Biz yeah, filmed. Weird interviews that I didn't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where is that going? That. Is I don't know. On their website. Or something? I don't know. They didn't really tell um, me what they wanted either. But um, yeah, I just loved it. Like when we were doing that. Like Dave just trying to impress her with his camera. Right, right. Just like, I don't think I did that at all. No, you did. You were trying to impress. You were trying. Her. To. You were trying to get on her. It good was side. obvious. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yes, I'm hitting record. That's not. I don't know. You you had your. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but you had your your moves out in full force. <laughs> moves. You had your swagger. Um, Biz uh, Biz took this one, right? Uh, Biz did win, but not by much. Fifty two point five percent. Very close. Uh, very close. So she just slightly edged out Katie Shane. It's a sh- it's a sh- hey, it's a shame, but again, Biz is very gorgeous. She loves to show some cleave on the Instagram. She is all about making sure yep. that that cleave is. She has a nice it, dumper. She does have a nice uh, turd cutter. Oh man! <laughs> when you put it like that. Oh, <laughs> um, oh now I got Which one of you guys is married? <laughs> I am. Okay. <laughs> and you just use the term turd cutter. Turd cutter. Yes. You're married. Yes. To a woman. That's that's how I got her. Actually. Oh boy. <laughs> she's very talented. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's got a talented turd cutter. Just imagine oh, that lobe being is. pinched. <laughs> uh, and our final uh, matchup. Our final matchup is Catherine Donnelly um, and Stacy Topfree. Catherine Donnelly being, um, you know, one of the girls that came in from Deco. She plays one of the characters. Um, and Stacey Topfree, who, needs you know, no introduction. needs no introduction. She's just our I don't know. Uh, Mike, friend. Mike Messio doesn't know who uh, who she he's be. Gonna look, yeah. he's gonna, Her name's uh, Stacey Topfree. Um, okay. If you look up Topless Equality, um, she is one of the organizer. Oh, that's and a porn chick? No, no, no. no, no. She just thinks that she women. She lives around here. Activist. She lives in Worcester. She okay. thinks that women should have the same right as men to go outside of their homes topless. And uh, and there you go. Toplessequality.com. Oh, Stacy top-free. Something like that? Yep. 
With an E in the name? or just Yeah, there? I think so. Yeah, Stacy with an E. Okay. Uh, Stacy also, uh, her claim to fame was she was on the WAAF morning program where she revealed that at one time she used to be a man and she had numerous surgeries to make sure that she was legally now a woman. This is Stacy Topfree you're talking yes. about? Yes, Stacy oh, wow. Topfree. So, uh, I'm looking at some pictures of Stacy Topfree's uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Which one is she? Can I the ask? Top free. <laughs> the, the, the one with her tits out. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> the one with, uh, yeah, basically. With the pasties on. Yeah. Oh. It, it was just funny because when Stacy right. would come here, um, <clears throat> she used every excuse she could get to take her top off. Sure. We never solicited it from her, and she just wanted. Oh, it's so hot here. The first time yeah. it made sense because, like, that's the time that she was in. But the second time, like, halfway through the show, just, like, every, like, five minutes was making a joke like, you know, I could really take my shirt off. It's so hot. Wow. Until eventually. So there you go. There it is. Uh, Stacy won, uh, beating out uh, Catherine. Wait, are you sure? I didn't announce that. Oh. Catherine. Stacy did win. <laughs> <laughs> By 73.1% of the vote. All right. So we have moved on to round two. What is our matchups going into round two? Okay. So our matchups for round two so far are Kate Carson versus Ashley Elmy. Uh, and right now, they are both equally tied with 50% of the vote. Um, voting somebody's already? already voting. I voted, wow. and it looked uh, like somebody oh, else. They're did. voting in chat already. Because, nice. Talking um, about it. Yeah, the, some of the other chats are not even, or the other <laughs> the other chats, the other chats aren't even. The other competition isn't uh, even, but uh, uh, Kate Carson and Ashley Elmy are even at this point in time. Um, for our second grouping, it's Michelle Rando's girlfriend versus Audrey Claire Johnson. That's a toughie. I don't I think don't Rando's girlfriend. Win that one. I don't think Rando's girlfriend is coming out on yeah. top on this one. And uh, Jackie Fabian must have a lot of fans because she's way in the lead against Casey Calvert with 81.3% of the vote. Wow. So Casey might need her Twitter army to come back and save her. That's a tough one for me to vote for. Casey and... uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... I don't know, man. These are some tough matchups. Yeah. This is rough. Um, I should abstain. Who's Stacy against? Stacy Topfrey is. is having some hard trouble against Biz. Oh. She might need to uh, figure out another strategy besides <clears throat> being topless to defeat Biz. Well, I I think Biz needs to have a new strategy where she goes topless. She doesn't need uh. it. She's at 80% of the vote. No, no, no. She needs it. Yeah, but that's yeah. like two people. Have voted. The extra she boost. might need it in the next round if she moves on. Listen to all of our listeners. If you're not voting for Stacey Top Free, stop listening and stop <laughs> voting. We need a, boob, a booby battle. Well, because if Biz wins, she's going to either go against Michelle or Audrey Claire Johnson. So, Audrey Claire Johnson. Let's just go ahead and throw it out there. (laughs) But there are no, there are really no losers in this. Oh no, there's definitely losers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, everybody associated with us. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you've been, if you're not in the game anymore, you've lost horribly. You're an ugly fool. You probably think about some plastic surgery. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Tanil up right after this and be like, I know a doctor, you know, get some work done. Yeah, she'll <laughs> respond well to that one. <laughs> Just kidding, Jamie Tanil, you are a lovely girl. You're a lovely girl. You if don't have to apologize because she's not listening. This is definitely <laughs> true. I don't think she ever listened ever, even when she was on. No, I don't think she listened to the episode that she was on. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. But um, there you go. Um, can you put the link in our chat room? And also, can we get that up on the Facebook and the tweeters? How so, does one get to the chat room, by the way? Uh, if you, you go to this, uh, if you go to the lotuscast.com, okay, there should be a little tab there for the chat. You just have to sign in through Facebook, so you can. Chat. Oh, I see. So then, but what if you sign in through Facebook, you give away your. Uh, your uh, privacy, right? Is that correct? I don't know that it gives a takes your privacy. You can just tell Facebook not to post on your behalf. Yeah, you can okay. do that. Yeah. Well, 
I I logged in and they came over and they started snapping pictures of me on the toilet. <laughs> so I did sacrifice some privacy. Some Are you privacy. sure that was bef- not before? Oh, it's been happening for a long time. Right, right, right. Okay, so it says login with. I'm just trying to you know be a liaison to the potential listeners out there. Yep. It says login with Facebook. Sign up for, to Spreaker. Yep. Login with Facebook or uh, let's see what happens. And then you'll you'll be able to pop right in there, and you can chit chat. Well, this is what I don't like, guys, and it's not your fault, obviously, but it says Spreaker will receive the following info: your public profile, yep, friend list, email address, interest, and likes. Yep. And I got to do all that, or the potential listener, in order to chat with you guys. That's that's the that is that like, is a sacrifice. That is the name, name of the game. We yeah. need to know right. the demographics. <laughs> well, since you I'm can just here put already, a, you I'll can put just... make a fake Facebook profile. You could do that. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work. I actually think you could make a Spreaker account. <laughs> you could, I think. You actually. could do that. You could go all the way as to making a Spreaker account. Those are hard to make just because like they don't give you the option. It's just like click here and log in with Facebook. Yeah. I, I can give you the, the Mike Messier Facebook chat responses I'm getting from my friends. Oh, you have if a chat? Hear, yeah, sure. I, I have my computer on. Let's see. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Court Fisk from Attleboro, uh, Massachusetts says, I'd suggest scrapping college radio from here on unless they have an agenda. To which I respond, this is apartment radio. Yeah, it's way different. Court says, and I quote, it's asshole radio, ha ha. They do more harm than good. Thank you. I know. This is brutal. Uh, Thank you for that. That is is probably the best compliment we've ever had. That's a good compliment. Tell him, tell him. Here we go. We can hear We appreciate his support. We appreciate (laughs) your support. That's what we do. Yeah. Thank you. Asshole radio. Like David, it. my friend David says, and I'll keep his name withheld. How exciting! Well, well, first he said they are talking about video games, and I said I'm sitting here watching them. And he responds, <laughs> "How exciting! It is. Come on, let's let's wrap this up, guys. <laughs> let's let's, let's you, take this to another uh, planet. You want to attach some jumper cables to this? Bitch? I don't. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Because we've got the video games covered. We talked about week old pizza. Let's talk about me. Well, when. Um Dave and uh, Jordan were first on the show. They got more than they bargained for. They definitely did. Oh, my God. They got way more than they... They got to watch a video where a guy puts a jar up his asshole, then yes. breaks yes, it, one guy, and one then jar. shits it out. They watched this on the radio? They watched that on that television right behind you. Yeah. So, so we, and so we you, discussed it. Oh, my God. And <laughs> also, Holly <laughs> Hannah was... That was the Holly Hannah. That was the Holly Hannah. You watched videos. Well, two different episodes. We had on the radio. <laughs> we had um, oh, porn star man. Holly Hannah on just before them, and so they got to chat with the porn star. Okay. And then um, we started discussing this video about a guy who puts a glass jar up his butt, and then sure. it breaks, and then there's just blood and glass everywhere, uh, and he just pulls it out. Um, and they were not prepared for that, and they watched it, and... Mike, are you a fan of um, of the band 311? Um, not really. Okay. I mean, I know who they are. But you know who they are. Okay. okay. So the other day, um, was it Tuesday? Was that the March 11th? Was that what day that was? Today's the 13th, so... Yes. Yeah. So the, tw- the Tuesday was March 11th, which I guess is 311 day, and people right. on Facebook oh, right. is this thing where they like to post pictures of 311 and go, Happy 311 day! I, I, why? 311. Can so we name oh, our wait. show a number? So is tomorrow Pi Day? Yes, it is Pi Day. Oh, boy. Now, does, is 311 still a popular band that I've never liked them at all? Did anybody? Is this the Come My Lady, Come Come My Lady? Is that no, the that's, uh, that's Sugar Ray. That's, oh, no. no, that's no, Nelly. That's n- no? <laughs> what? It's not Nelly. <laughs> Nelly doesn't say come. Sugar, super sugar. You're my fly. butterfly. No, no, that's like, that's like uh, Crazy Town or something. Yeah, Crazy yeah, Town. Crazy. Cra- that was O-Town? Crazy Town? 
No. Yeah, that was Crazy Town, I think. <laughs> yeah, and and the Michelle would know. Track. Michelle would know. <laughs> he was on one of those celebrity rehab shows. Did uh, anybody Photoshop the the date into the DeLorean from Back to the Future and say that we've reached the future? You're right. It is Butterfly. Yeah. Crazy Town Crazy song. Town. People, yeah. people do It's like every day. That's a every reoccurring. Day. Every fucking day. Um, everybody likes it. It's and they not get even the right year. It. Yeah, they get fooled by it. They think they, that they have the actual date for the Back to the Future, and everybody freaks out. Oh, my God. It's, it's the actual day. It's bullshit. And then they did. Oh, did you guys watch that video with um, the hoverboard? Yeah, the hoverboard prank. Yeah, from hover. That did. Did anybody actually think that was real? No. Who thought that was real? A lot of people thought it was real. It's clearly like just watching them fly on the hoverboard. You could tell that they were just on strings the whole time. Yeah, uh, it, it, and then when that came out, uh, that that whole fucking DeLorean dashboard circled through, and Ugh. everybody was going crazy again. Yeah. It is retarded. Facebook just. Mentally challenged, as we'd like to say. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's uh, when you actually see people's thoughts. There was a time where you didn't really get to un- to know what everybody was thinking all of the time at any moment. It just you, you had interactions with them on a personal basis, like like we're doing now. We're right. we're here. We're having a moment. <laughs> but outside of this, I wouldn't know that you are a big fan of toasted bread with melted peanut butter and melted mozzarella cheese. What? Yeah. yeah. Like I what. It's a thing. Who, no, that is not a thing. Peanut butter, peanut butter yeah, what, mozzarella what you, cheese? And then they put uh, rice on it. What? Gross. Cool. <laughs> All right. But I wouldn't understand. Like, I wouldn't know that from you. But with Facebook, now we can be friends. You know all about me. And I can see you posting this stuff. Like, uh, right. your, your, your thoughts, your ideas that we, I wouldn't normally... You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. And Unless I, it's posted on Facebook. It's safer that way, I uh, feel. What, what's, what's the uh, jury on Facebook versus Twitter versus LinkedIn? You guys have opinions Well, LinkedIn on is entirely different. LinkedIn, okay. yeah, is like but, a business, like yeah. uh, networking. Uh, Twitter uh, Twitter is... Uh, it, it's it's like, a fu- it's like a bathroom wall at, right. a, at a club. It's just where everybody posts their little thoughts right. well before facebook had the responses on your statuses before they were like that with the conversations on the status or anything it was a lot they were a lot more similar but since uh facebook added the conversations which are plainly visible uh i i feel like twitter's a more of a one-off just this is some st- stupid shit that i want right, to say right. oh no but you can join the conversation Whole revolutions are starting. Right, you can you can look at the conversation Join on Twitter, the conversation. but you yeah. you're less inclined to do it because less people are going to see it unless they both follow. I, I never used Twitter. unless you get your hashtags out right. there. Yeah. You go, you throw your hashtag it's a out lot there. More effort, and then you and go into the mix. But you can have a conversation. Got to join the conversation. The Instagram is more like photo friendly type of deal. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, you're just posting, you know, quick little moments of your life, little videos now. Um, I think that other Vine Vine is dead now, right? Yeah, Vine is basically dead. Nobody's oh, really they using just it. Released I've never an heard update of that. for that. Yeah, they may have released an update, but nobody's using it and anymore. And Google was it Super Google? Google, uh, Google Plus. Plus. Yeah, Google Plus. What Google Plus didn't catch on. Well, no. Google Plus, you <laughs> do need to use to comment on YouTube these days. You you have to have a Google Plus account to have a YouTube account. And if you have a Gmail account, you have right. a Google Plus account anyway. It's just Google's you to, smart. You need to connect by doing that. And then Facebook. Google is, Plus is actually big for businesses. Yeah, um, but other than that, it's and not. Facebook, I don't think is it's not it's not dying. I wouldn't say, but I'm not sure if this is like I, I use an extension in my browsers to improve Facebook. It adds a lot of features that aren't there usually. But for some reason, it changed how it looked, and I couldn't tell, and I couldn't figure out if it was like a Facebook change right. or my extension changing. But it looked like a crappy like uh, 
news feed. Like, if I was going to go to, like, the MSN page, like, years ago. What, are, what is your thoughts? Do uh, you have a preference? Do you... I'm, I'm stuck on Facebook world. I yeah. tried Twitter, but a good friend of mine uh, told me that with Twitter, you can't erase. And you like you guys, tweets. I can say stuff that I don't, Sites you know, do right, archive right. all the tweets. You know, yeah, sometimes but have you on Facebook too. want to edit your, your thoughts your after thought. you've thought them. Sure. Or written them. Yeah. Ours is just, it's cemented into this three-hour audio block that goes out every Thursday. I know. <laughs> we don't really edit it either, so. Is there, I mean, I, I do a public access shows and people are always asking, uh, What's your ratings? And yeah. there's no way for public access TV to get ratings. Do you guys have anything like that for this? Yeah, yeah, we, we have analytics. Yeah, we can kind of see what's going on as far as who's listening live, uh, where they're listening, um, how many downloads, how many downloads and versus stuff afterwards. Live listens. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. Okay. So we we kind of know where our our audience is. I couldn't give you like age range, eighteen Eastern to twenty five or right, something right. like that, or locations. I can't. I couldn't give you like a location. Uh, but I, yeah, I can give you a friends of Kate Carson at an all time. <laughs> yeah, people. Well, they love her in the chat room. She's yeah. uh, everybody's team Kate Carson for the. Uh, and actually, speaking of the the Twitter, I, that's where I found um, uh, a little video uh, in a in a website called bandbossy.com. Have yep. you heard about this, Mike? I have not. Tell me. Uh, you haven't heard about this? I have not. Tell me. <sighs> uh, <laughs> 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 all right, you're aware. In our culture, our society today, um, people are trying to ban words. Okay. Like they're trying to ban words that you would use that could be offensive to a certain group of people, correct? George Carlin type of deal. Uh, um, Could you pull up the website and the video? Uh Oh, here we go. Um, It's a quick video. A lot of stars are behind this. Beyonce. Uh, Jane Lynch, Condoleezza Rice. Uh, uh, that was the only people I, I recognize. I, I, well, I recognize Did all of them, but I forgot a lot of them. Just go to bandbossy.com. It's, it's only there. Yeah. But yeah. Just go, yeah, if you go to bandbossy.com, the video is right there, so you'll be able to play it. Um, they're trying to ban the word bossy. Bossy. Yeah, bossy. You, you wouldn't be able to call somebody bossy. Actually, and it's not even somebody. You won't be able to call women bossy. Yes, okay. specifically women. Specific- men are still bossy. Men can still be bossy. Do you have it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, let's take a listen. All right, let's listen to this. Right, this mate. is band bossy. Take one. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Pushy. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Bossy. 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 When I was growing up, I was called bossy. I think the word bossy is just a swasher. Being labeled something matters. By middle school, girls are less interested in leadership than boys. And that's because they worry about being called bossy. We need to tell them it's okay to be ambitious. We need to help them lean in. Words matter. Let's just ban the word bossy. And encourage girls to lead. To be strong and be ambitious. Listen to your own voice. There are no limits. There to be you. You can change the world. Let's ban bossy. Be brave. Be you. Ban bossy. Join us to ban bossy. So, yeah, can I ask a question quick? Yeah. Um, When they have the ladies, there's some celebrities in that video. There are. Have they? But none of them, from what I can see from looking over uh, the shoulder here uh, to Joe's computer, none of them actually say the words ban bossy. They say other things. Like empower yourself, right? And all right. That, but is this video edited in such a way that they're putting words in these ladies? No, they're, they've all tweeted uh, hashtag ban bossy. They okay. all have garnered their support behind this to say we shouldn't be calling people. And actually, at the end of it, uh, Beyonce says, "I'm not bossy," or "I'm yeah, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss." 
Got it. Uh, is what she said. I'm but, not bossy. I'm the boss. Yeah. So there you have it. That's our that's our big thing. We need to ban the word bossy. You know, that's okay. I, I can substitute it for oh. content. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll be well, a real C yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. For Frankie me, this video, Sue. they're literally yeah. being bossy, telling you how to speak. Yeah, yeah. I've that's heard that. That's a good that. point. Yeah. I like that. They are... Uh, I just don't understand why we have to start banning words because it's not really... Yeah, you can ban the word. We stop saying bossy, but it's now the next word. It's really the intent behind the word that they're trying to control. So they're not liking the actual intent that it's where it's coming from. So if you stop saying that, you could say, you know what, I don't like your style of leadership. Okay, right. well now all of a sudden that's an issue. We can't say, I, I, we can't say that. Or, uh, you know what, you're, uh, I don't like... You're being overly ambitious right. oh easy easy oh she's ambitious you know you we don't want to say that put the tone in and it'll be <laughs> exactly negative. it's it's she's all about intent and, and is what they're trying to control at this point which i think is it's ridiculous acting a little uppity now this is a good conversation why couldn't we start with this rather than the video game debate oh man if you Not listen to be bossy our show is this this <laughs> right. is the it is just a, a forming stream never ending in and out of ideas but the bossy thing, going back to that, is uh, it is offensive to me actually. Really? Because I, uh, it's a, no, the, not the word bossy, the ban on bossy. Okay. I find that offensive. Right, right. Because it is a word. It it makes sense. Uh, I believe it's an adjective. Bossy is an adjective. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yes. So I mean, there's nothing wrong. Why with Why did saying, you look to Joe? Is no, Joe? Like he's, he's got the button-down <laughs> shirt. That's why. Yeah. Or at least three button-downs. That's his only shirt. He's actually got two <laughs> button-down shirts on at no, the I, same I, time. No, this one's a Henley. Yeah, yeah it is he's, a Henley. He's right, sporting right. a lot of buttons. I have a cardigan. Come on. <laughs> I have a pro wrestling uh, New England Fan Fest three T-shirt on. <laughs> yeah, well so done. Talk. That's awesome. Thank you. But um, Joe Bruin with the New England Fan would the, Fest would coming to the big to boss man be offended? <laughs> big boss man is deceased, unfortunately. But uh, he was a good wrestler. I have his action figure at home. Uh, so we're happy you, to say. Remember you when he hooked the Big Show's father's casket up to his car and drove uh, off with it? I do remember that. <laughs> that was a good one. I do. <laughs> I do that. remember that actually. So would he? But it, I mean, we've left this era of where things like that—that that, that's offensive now. Like he wouldn't be able to get away with that. Because we have a group of people trying to ban the word bossy. I think it's, I think it's pretty sad that they're trying to ban a word. And uh, I mean, it's not like something, you know, that's a vulgar word. It's just uh, bossy means someone's bossy. Right. It means that they are taking control. Were you control okay when uh, Ron called Hermione bossy in Harry Potter? I don't watch Harry Potter movies. <laughs> now, I don't think that they're going to be able to succeed. Like, uh, uh, Brittany in the chat says it's disappointing that this is a solution they've come up with to try to empower women in further pursuit of gender equality. It's almost yeah. like she sees through it. <laughs> <laughs> almost like that, Adam. You're right. I, I, not quite. I don't think she does. Well, when you when you showed this to us earlier, uh, when we were talking about like stuff, and I was like, really? I thought it was a parody video. I thought that somebody just edited together these talking heads right. about nothing to put this video together like as a joke. It didn't seem like a real thing. No, yeah. a group of people came together and formed a committee, and then they found all these celebrities to say it. I'm offended them. that women are allowed to be put in a position to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof, oof. <laughs> I just find it stupid. I mean, I find like, you know, if yeah, you, some, you. some guy in Jamaica <laughs> or, or Uganda or something is thinking about life, and he says, gee whiz, I'm glad I... I don't live in America because they have the big bossy debate. Right. Well, know? I mean, the show Who's the Boss? Right. If they didn't have yeah. that show, yeah. if Tony Danza was actually the boss, then it would be different. <laughs> but no, it was the woman. 
I just don't Angela. understand it. Like Angela. Angela. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying. Like, again, you ban Bossy. Where, what's next? Like, it's just we're just looking for ways to to kill stop. time. Basically. Yeah, really. <laughs> These people, if you want to empower women, like, why don't you start a campaign where you're teaching classes and going to schools to teach these women, you know, how to fucking get their lives on track and not go date douchebags like myself or Dave and Nobody actually do no something. Way. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but do something with your life other than fucking, oh, he called me bot. Like, that's what they're saying. Right. They're saying by the time these girls get to middle school, yes, that's it. They're afraid to go any further or, or be in a leadership role because they're going to be called boss. Have you bossy. ever heard of one instance of this? Never ever? in my life. Like, I think that it sounds almost like uh, an episode of... Um, like early '90s sitcom, like some kid in kindergarten came home and told their dad, "It's like somebody called me bossy." And it's like, okay, get over it. Let them say whatever they want to say. Like sure. that's the lesson there. Not don't tell them, like make them stop saying words. What I'm, what I find really funny about this too is Beyonce, who is attached to this, and her entire career is in the hip hop community, which does nothing but degrade women. Like it's all about let's rain money. On girls who are twerking, or her husband, her husband, who does nothing but have racial slurs. He in had his a music. song called "I'm a Hustler." Uh, he he talks about nothing but bitches and hoes in his music. Like, oh hey Beyonce, before you go attacking the rest of the world about the word bossy, why don't you tell your husband to stop saying? Like, I don't have a problem with it. I don't yeah, care. Great. But if this is your stance, if this is where you're gonna attack, well, fucking, why don't you do it at home too? Uh, instead of like, it just doesn't make any sense to me that'll if, hurt record sales we can't we can't do that <laughs> right. I, I hear you on a positive spin if I could on the band bossy uh, website they have this PDF that you can upload or download or load uh, leadership tips for girls and uh, it's brought to you by leanin.org and Girl Scouts of the USA. Okay. That's and good. at least the Girl Scouts are a pretty reputable organization. Well, we only care about the cookies. Let's be right. fair. Um, the Samoas. Which, which the Samoas? Uh, I like the Thin Mints. You like myself. a Thin Mint in the freezer? Yes. Yeah, you got to put that Thin Mint in the what freezer. What about a Snickerdoodle? Not a fan of the Snickerdoodle. What about the peanut butter? Yeah, guys? the peanut butter ones are the best. I think they're all pretty good. Oh, the peanut the butter is part. awesome. Lemon drops. Is that time? Like, I've, is that is that happening now? Or are the girls selling cookies? It's I, in the spring sometime. I think. It, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go to every table, and I'm gonna be. They're gonna be like, oh, it's five dollars for this box of cookies. I'm like, that's pretty bossy. Lady, <laughs> touche. <laughs> but here's some here's some tips from the bossy uh, website for girls. One, speak up in class. Raise your hand even when you're not sure about the answer. Avoid editing what you say in your head and try not to worry about being wrong. Speaking up isn't about having the perfect answer. It gives you the experience of thinking on your feet, debating with others, and wrestling with an idea. All crucial skills that you'll use in every area of your life. Here's the other thing. What happened to actually struggling? Like, yeah, you speak up. If your idea isn't the popular idea, then and somebody shoots it down or somebody says, "Hey, you're bossy." What happened to like taking no, no, you that? Can't say you're what happened bossy, to taking though. that and then no. turning that into fuel right. to rise above? And be like, you know what? Screw you. You said I'm bossy. I'm going to show you how much of a. I guarantee that all like Beyonce. Jane Lynch, all of these girls did all. They did just that. You get a they, trophy. I'll show you who's that. bossy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wait. <laughs> and now they're huge. They're huge, uh, big power. You know, making bosses. tons of money. And yeah, yeah. exactly. They're, they're all <laughs> literally bosses. Here's another one. Stop number two. Stop apologizing before you speak. Girls often introduce opinions with apologies. Parenthesis. I am not sure if this is right, but dot dot dot. 
Others use upspeak to make statements sound like questions. Quote, Martin Luther King was a civil rights leader. He believed in peaceful protests. Here's the thing. I don't think this is just women. I, I feel the like... the worst example I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther King was a civil rights leader? I feel like guys... believes in peaceful protests? <laughs> I feel like guys go... There's probably guys that go through the same thing. Why is this just yeah, centered... This makes no sense. That's society telling us that we should be apologizing for what we say, not, like, right. norm. Right, right. It says, pay attention to the little ways you might be making yourself smaller when you speak up in class. Now, that's offensive to small people, I think. Pay attention to the little ways you might be making yourself smaller when you speak up in class, like right. playing with your hair. Hey, I do that. Saying you kind of think something, asking if what you just said makes sense. Or speaking so softly that no one can hear you. That's what this is. There's one person behind this ban, and they are so insecure with themselves, and they do all of this stuff, and now they're like, you know what? People pick on me for doing it. I'm going to ban it. He called me bossy once. I'm. This is over. And she's somehow raised support from all of these. This is... <sighs> it says... It has a little um, illustration of, of a girl raising her hand, and it says, did you know girls are typically typically called on less in class than boys so it's important to get your hand up and keep it up so you're just going to go into a class now and <laughs> eight little girls are going to have their hands up and just for the whole class and they're not going to know the answer anything yeah. they won't know the answer oh, yeah raise your hand even if you're not sure of the answer just then why? have their hands just, up just look like an idiot <laughs> here we go oh what's that oh Beyonce. haven't they heard the phrase uh it's better to keep your mouth shut and not look like an idiot than to to speak up and prove uh, prove you are an idiot or something. Yeah, that's, is that why Charles doesn't say anything on this show? Or <laughs> just, he just sits here next to me. That's the gist of it. Number three, challenge yourself. When we worry about failure or criticism, we're more likely to seek out experiences we know we can control. But playing it safe means you'll never have the exhilaration of overcoming an obstacle and proving to yourself and others that you're brave enough to try. This is advice for everybody. You you have to. Of course, you have to challenge yourself. Are you just going to sit stagnant somewhere, not achieving anything? Hey. Push. You know, yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Dave Harvey, case in point. Push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Take up a sport you've never played. Enroll in a class that no one would expect you to take. Learn how to code. What does that mean? Learn how to, is that a video game thing? You guys tell me. A programming code? Yeah. Learn how to code or take a small risk like introducing yourself that's to like some. When you oh, this is a good hospital. one, guys. <laughs> or take take I don't like this one for little girls. It says or take a small risk like introducing yourself to someone you don't know. Whoa! <laughs> it says that. All right, now I've switched this. The person who's created this pedophile. <laughs> that, that's actually really interesting. That's really weird. I think most people that. would recommend that their children don't well, introduce themselves to people they well, don't he, know. This is a guy who made this list who's trying to encourage girls to get into computers into his element so then he can lure them in. Mm, or and to then, try anal. You gotta, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> or to try anal. <laughs> Push yourself beyond your comfort zone. There you go. That's what I tell my yep. wife when she uh, cries. Anal. Right there. <laughs> anal. Uh, but, but it's so uncomfortable out there. This is a very strange uh, PDF. I mean, some of it's good advice, but some of it's, it's not. just I don't I don't know. And you know what? I have two daughters, and I'm going to urge both of them. I, bossy, go out and say it. Go tell your teacher that they're bossy. Go tell your friends they're bossy. Just stop. Well, just fucking. What's stop. the difference if somebody says like you're bossy? Is that different than somebody like you're bossing me around? Like, are those separate? Again, like you only say that if you say somebody's being bossy. It's just you don't like what they're, you know, the way that they're handling a situation right. or something like, you know, it's just it's 
That's fucking retarded. Some guys will pay a lot of money to have women boss them around. This is true. I think the best part of this show is when you said, I have two daughters and my eyebrows raised to the top of my forehead. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Two of them. Two of them. And they will be, I call them bossy all the time. I go home and I kick them. And I say, stop it. Stop being so bossy. You bossy little girls. so. So quickly, if I could finish this. Four, ask for help. The most successful people don't make it on their own. Instead, they find advisors along the way. Experienced, wiser people who know a lot and help them. Don't be afraid to ask teachers, coaches, or other adults you admire to talk with you about what you're passionate about. This is kind of boring. <laughs> I like this. Brian says, tip number four, find the highest point in your city, town, and leap from it. <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> number five is don't do everyone else's work. Uh, that's an interesting one speak up in friendship is number six see uh, what do they mean by don't do anybody else's work like if you're in a a, a team project and somebody else is slacking off yeah right in in the real world in a school situation you might be able to call that person out say hey this person isn't pulling their weight and that person could get reprimanded in a real life situation if somebody's not pulling their weight so you if you want to succeed then you're gonna have to pick up that weight and do it yourself if you want to make it happen like uh, honestly, uh, Mike, if you're making a movie, yes, and somebody you have somebody coming in to do, uh, I don't know, lighting, and they're they're not doing the lighting properly in the way that you've asked them to do it, and you're gonna have to step in and say, you know what, if you if you're not gonna do it properly, a, I need to find somebody who will, or I'll do it myself. Correct. Sure, correct. Otherwise, what's gonna happen? We won't have good lighting. It's not gonna get done. That's right. So yeah, if if somebody you, you gotta fucking get in there and do it if you want to succeed, and and not fall behind and fail. Well, this okay. But, but then the, you could be yeah. considered bossy, so you know, it's a fine line. <laughs> yeah, it's you would be. Line. That guy would say, "Hey, you're being kind of bossy. I like my lighting." The second highlight of the show is when Dave uh, Charles spoke up, and my, <laughs> my eyebrows raised to the back of my head once again. That's good, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is don't do everyone else's work, and I'll read the counterpoint to what you just said, Matt. When a group project member doesn't contribute well oh, or at a, all, there's a second part here. It's easy just to do it yourself and stay quiet about it. Taking over can give you control in the moment, but it can also leave you feeling resentful, carrying more of the workload and not getting any of the credit. Address the problem directly by asking your classmate what she thinks she, when she thinks she'll finish her task. Why do they assume it's a she? If you don't get a clear response, be more direct about what you need or ask a teacher for help. So why, why on this uh, female, uh, you know, up up with ladies type of website does it say address the problem directly by asking your classmate when she thinks she'll finish her task? Because no, there won't be any males. This is all girl school. All yeah. girl school. Um, in the chat room, we got Diva Dave saying number nine, jerk off to me. Oh, uh, Brian number ten, never sign a prenup. Anchor nine, uh, number eleven. Don't walk into Im- an important meeting with man gravy in your hair. Oi. <laughs> uh, Brian uh, and Anchor are both from the show Unfit for FM. You can listen to them every Sunday night and Wednesday night. They just added their second show um, every Wednesday. That's uh, unfitforfm.com. Check them out. They have a very good program there. Uh, and they have a chat room. You can jump in there as well. Uh, we have actually reached the 60 six minute marker and we're going to jump to break and we're going to come back with mike we're going to talk about disregard the vampire talk about everything else you we're going to talk about your your shirt yeah we're going to talk about your tattoos yeah we're going to talk about your disheveled hair yes we're going to find the true pronunciation of your last name it's not messio it's definitely messio it's not messia 
Well, you'll, you'll feed me Triscuits and we call pizza. <laughs> we'll get it there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to sling it to break and come back with uh, Mike Messier. Messi, Messier. dot com. I'm Casey Calvert, and you're listening to the
call time. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. I'm Pete. I'm Adam. I'm Charles. Turn it up! And we are back. It is the Lotus Cast. LotusCast.com. Oh, welcome. Welcome to our second hour. If you've stuck with us up to this point, congratulations. More power to you. More power to you. Um, I believe our link to the March Fatness voting is up on our Twitter, correct? I don't and know about Twitter. It's on Facebook? It should be on it's Facebook. It's on Facebook. All right. And uh, I put it in the chat again. And it is in our chat room. Join us in our chat room at thelotuscast.com or radiofubar.com. There's a chat room in there, but it is stagnant. All the action is at the uh, thelotuscast.com. Follow us on Twitter so you can find out when there we're broadcasting seven live. Of us in the Radio Fubar <laughs> chat. Uh, nobody's saying anything, though. I um, said something. You can follow us on Twitter at the Lotuscast. And uh, go ahead and like us on the old Facebook. Facebook.com slash Lotuscast. Mike. Messier. Messier. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, this is, it's like um, the first hour was kind of like, you know, trial by fire. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, for you, for, maybe trial by fire. We we were firing on four cylinders. For you guys, it's like every Thursday night. You know? It it's is. Like, exactly. It's like the Sopranos um, poker game. You know, you just show up. You're yourself. You let your hair down. That is uh, that is the show. You say what's there, what's on your mind. This is a uh, a forum to vent your thoughts. You put Jessica Simpson lyrics into my head. I can let my hair down. I can say anything crazy. Is that really a song? Yeah, what? Uh, those are some lyrics. Somehow between me and you, <laughs> between me and you, Jessica Simpson came up. Yeah, that's you, pretty you put weird. that in my head. Right. Mike, um, you. you are wearing, you said, a, uh, a wrestling uh, T-shirt. You said you had a wrestling action figure at home. Are you a wrestling fan? Yeah, I've, thank you. I've been a wrestling fan for uh, most of my life, and I'm proud of it. You know, yeah. And a lot of people you know, in, in the day uh, were ashamed or embarrassed to be a pro wrestling fan. I never really was. I just I've never it. been ashamed. Yeah, why should we be? Adam, I'd say, is our our wrestling guy on the show. The he, he watches it more than... I like it. I'm a fan. I'll but say I'm religiously. More, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a casual fan. I will dip in on a couple episodes of Raw. I'm, right. not, like, I'm not watching SmackDown. And I'll, I'll touch in on a few pay-per-views. Uh, WrestleMania, I'm always going to watch. Uh, a couple of the other ones, Royal Rumble, sure. uh, SummerSlam, something like that. Now, who is New England Fan Fest 3? I haven't heard of him. New England Fan Fest 3 was a very uh, awesome event last summer. I believe it was in Fairhaven, uh, Massachusetts. We had a great time. Uh, they had all the a lot of top guys, uh, Vader, Hillbilly Jim, Big, Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy uh, Valiant, um, Tony Atlas, uh, Demolition, Powers of Pain. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he passed away, but Mabel, also known as Viscera, and Big Daddy V was there. He passed away since. He had some impressive boobies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we had uh, Matt Matt Bourne there. He passed away a few days after as well. So they had a lot Doink of great wrestlers. Doink the Clown. He was in Doink, uh, Doink Regalia. Marty Jannetty was there. What was um, your favorite era? Uh, I would probably go with the Attitude NWO era, late nineties. Okay, I think I that think was a lot of fun. Buried the lead here. Uh, you, you had what this big event? All these wrestlers came, and three days later, within a week, like half of them died. Just two. <laughs> yeah. Well, wrestlers. Oh, okay. no, I, I, listen, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody could hold this like that. The wrestlers are very healthy, especially the uh, the ones that are like dying now, like right. almost on a weekly basis. They're they were the ones doing the fucking steroids and 
uh, drinking and drug. Like Jake the Snake Roberts, I think, is the one that really was vocal about his drug use. He was think, there. He was there last year too. I don't think Big V was doing any steroids. Scott, <laughs> yeah, Scott Hall was also very vocal about it. Uh, he, well, Big V's probably doing a lot of cocaine. Big, Big Daddy V. He was he was actually a pretty friendly guy with me and uh, Big Daddy V. I think when you're six foot ten and you're just a naturally large guy and uh, all the travel that he must have done in his life for wrestling, I think that's just probably what caught up with him. Tough life, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, some of these guys, if you get to know them, are really cool guys. I mean, um, Adam, I, I don't know as a fan if you've met some of the wrestlers, but they've always been good to me. You know, as far as being respectful and just enjoying their lives as wrestlers and. I actually yeah. met, uh, when we went to Rock and Shock last October, I met Gangrel. Nice. Yeah, they do definitely have kind of a humble attitude and, uh, about them when it comes to their fans. They're very gracious to meet them. And I know that uh, a lot of the wrestling fans are the guys that are going out and doing, like, the uh, Make-A-Wish. Right. Um, I know what John, John Cena, Cena is yeah. always going yeah, to he, schools. by far surpassed the record yeah. previous to him. Yeah. When we were there, too, I ran into Maria Kanellis, and I couldn't even say anything. My jaw just dropped. What about Tommy Dreamer? You didn't get to talk to Tommy Dreamer at all? He was there. Oh, no. He was behind the table. I couldn't yeah. get close. <laughs> those, those are good people. Maria Canellis is actually attached to a movie that I have uh, kind of in pre-pre-pre-production, uh, Chris and the Coffee Girl, which you can find on chrisandthecoffeegirl.com. And uh, Tommy Dreamer, I've met him several times. He's a good guy. You know, he's a he really is a guy like Tommy Dreamer, Taz, you know, Raven. A lot of these guys grew up watching wrestling as fans, and yeah. uh, they got into the business, and uh they still are fans, you know. Like Raven's still a wrestling fan, you know. What do you think? Um, recently, they brought back uh, Batista and CM Punk just walked out, and like a lot of waves were kind of created. Who are they booing? The who's the big guy? Um, uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I thought yeah. they just yelled yes at him. I thought I think the, what they've Which been I don't get giving him I shit since CM Punk left or something like. That. I, I, I thought I heard it. Well, I, I saw the last Raw I saw was about uh, two and a half weeks ago, and. Um, what I saw is that they're kind of upset that Daniel Bryan, his push, you know, his promotion as a wrestler has been kind of squashed a little bit. Mm -hmm. A lot of fans think he should have been wearing the championship gold by now and defending it against the top challenger, whoever that might be. And instead, they've kind of mired him down. With do you these. feel the same way or do you think they're, I th I they're think, doing okay? I think they're doing okay with Daniel Bryan. I think that it's kind know. of a buildup for something else. And at WrestleMania, Adam, fill me in. But what I heard is that Daniel Bryan gets a match against Triple H. If he beats Triple H, then he gets promoted to the main event on the same show against Batista and Randy Orton. That's exactly right. But okay. I, mean, I mean, like, you have to keep him down because that's what people get behind is his, right. him trying to fight his way to the top. Did, if, uh, if he's on top, it's it's not as exciting. Mike, did you see um, Hulk Hogan return? I saw. I was actually in a, <laughs> in a bar up in uh, somewhere in Dartmouth, Mass., and I saw Hulk Hogan... On Raw, but the volume was off, so I, I kind of got the gist that he's back and he's flexing his muscles and he's promoting <laughs> the new WWE interactive the, uh, stuff. The twenty-three inch pythons promoting the right. WWE universe. <laughs> yeah, the the launch of the WWE universe. <laughs> yeah, the universe thing is what uh, used to just be called the fans. Like I love the fans has been replaced by I love the universe, right, which right. is kind of lame, but. What, uh, Adam, you know, what's it called? The WWE Interactive... Uh... The Network? Yes, the Network. Yes. That's a pretty bold move. And we talked about this on our show um, a, a couple weeks ago when Hulk Hogan actually was on. We played him, We played his whole speech, his ruined, horrible speech. Oh, so bad. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I definitely commend the Network, the WWE, for doing that. Uh, I think it's a game changer. Uh, I'm pretty excited 
that because I feel like a lot of other networks are going to do the same and it's really going to change how cable is laid out where right now you pay for a subscription to cable you get all these fucking channels and I think what's going to happen now is like these networks are going to start branching off and you're going to be able to pick and choose I you know what instead of getting all these channels that I don't watch I'm just going to say hey these five channels I watch all the time I'm going to pay ten dollars a month for these channels it's 50 bucks you know I got my internet subscription and I'm I'm good to go right well, the WWE is innovative. You know, I mean, they've always been innovative with uh, going back to the ice cream bars they had mm-hmm. in the mid-'80s, you know, with Jake the Snake and and um, Outback Jack on the ice cream bars. These are, these are jokes, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were. <laughs> no, the ice cream bar. They did have ice cream bars, and I never got to have one. That's but, true innovation. Uh, they, they, who's, they, your, who's your favorite of all time? Flair. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, by far. And Brian Pillman, Flying Woo! Brian. Whether you like it or you don't like it, pal. You know, Flair is great. Uh, Piper's a fun one. Buzz Sawyer, going back, you know, before my time. I saw some of the old interviews. and You love the Attitude Era. What do you think of them turning PG, making it more family-friendly? I think it's horrible. I mean, I, th- I think, um, in a way, it's nice because they can raise a new generation of fans with the PG rating. But as far as someone who grew up, you know, watching Attitude Era and then to digress into PG rating, it's, it's a little boring. I always wanted them to, like, they pushed the boundaries with the Attitude Era. I wanted them to just take it even further and further. Like, I wanted people, like, some guy just gets killed in the ring, like, sure. they stab him to death, and then they piss all over his corpse. <laughs> well, they, tried with, they, they tried that with Mick Foley. They, they started that. My but, favorite wrestler was Bonesaw. Bone, oh, <laughs> Spider-Man? Bonesaw. <laughs> macho Man. Man. Well, you know, Macho Man was great. And um, What was you know, your favorite tasteless storyline? Oh, Katie Vick comes to mind when they actually had like a Triple H was fornicating a corpse in a, in a, like a, a you know, and it was pretty pretty bad. But anytime you put Triple H in a in a casket with a corpse of Katie Vick, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I remember some. I, I've watched videos of the old wrestling, the world class in Texas, and they did some weird stuff, you know, with Fritz von Erich having a heart attack. And are you going to? That was uh, a good get, one. Are you going to get the network? I'm sorry. You know, the funny thing is, guys. Um, for someone involved in media like myself, I don't watch a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, I don't watch The Waking Dead. I don't watch Breaking Bad. I mean... Uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah, I don't watch... Did I say Waking Dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Dead, you know, Walking Bad. I don't watch these shows. And and I don't... I have a computer, but um, this is pretty much it. What I brought into your apartment, Joe. Or your studio, mm-hmm. Joe. Um, my home studio, my, the semen scented studio. I'm I'm more busy making my own movies and stuff right. rather than. And you, you know, don't watching. have a Mac to do that. Is that something no, that? Man, this is, well, I I work with editors who uh, edit sometimes on Macs or PCs. Just so. just going back to the tasteless angles, I was also sure. a fan of the uh, big boss man killing Al Snow's dog and feeding it to him. Yes, <laughs> that was I remember that one. The um and then they had a kennel match, the match in the kennel cage. That's right. Yeah. And Vince McMahon forcing. Uh, Trish Stratus in tears to strip naked in the ring. Well, she wasn't <laughs> totally naked, but yeah, I remember that one. Now, well, the one that I remember tasteless. was, did they have a storyline? I don't know why I remember this, but did they have a storyline where they cut off Val Venus's penis? Yes. I choppy choppy you pee <laughs> That is accurate. <laughs> why did they do that? Ah. And they, the week they after could? that, the week after that, they had John Bobbitt on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all Val true. Venus. 
And they said he came to his rescue at the last second. <laughs> John so Bobbitt. I remember that. <laughs> All the sad, the sad thing is everything you're saying is accurate. And you were from Manassas, uh, Virginia. I'm, I'm not from there, but I spent a lot of time in, in the Virginia area. Yeah. So you probably drove down the street, as I did, as I have, where John Bobbitt, uh, his remains were kind of there. Left, left out. <laughs> I will say this, though. I actually had a job interview with WWE once upon a time and uh, for the creative writing team. Yeah. And uh, so I got into the tower. You know, I got into the Titan Tower, which was just uh, exciting. And I saw Triple H's vest, uh, his leather vest, cut-off jean jacket in the glass, you know, case, and Andre the Giant's boots. And it was an interesting experience, you know, that I don't talk about a whole lot. But I do feel that if I had been hired by the WWE, I could have made some real big moves really? with that company as a writer. Very and confident. I had a great storyline. Yeah. And I don't think um, because of a turn of events, and, and they are kind of uh, – they hire within the family, right? You know, and so forth. So I think um, I'd still love to give it another shot if yeah. that door was open. But ultimately, I had to move on and make my own movies. Now, um, yeah. Now, actually, I wanted to. You mentioned that you stay out of the whole media. You're not watching a lot of TV. Uh, you're just mainly spending a lot of time on your own projects. Yeah. Now, is that something you're kind of afraid that if you watch? other people's work and now i have no headphones uh if you're if you're listening and watching other people's work that you're going to feel influenced by them and kind of maybe take their ideas or do you uh, you just don't care i just don't have time okay um, it's it's but no I, I hear what you're saying i mean I, I love uh you know i've i've seen stuff that my friends have introduced me to like i watched one episode of breaking bad and it had the guy from uh Mr. Show with Bob and David was it Odenkirk or Cross? Yes, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. yeah, it was a good or episode. David Cross. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a good episode, and and uh, I'm not really into zombies so much. So the uh, did you see the episode where they had the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in it? No, <laughs> yeah, that one episode. <laughs> I taped it, but I haven't watched it yet. I'll get on it. But um, <laughs> I taped it. I, I have. Got a bunch I, of I got a VCR, <laughs> SLP mode. Um, but no, you know, it's not about w- hoping I won't be influenced. It's just. Um, I'd rather settle in with a good book about Zen theory. Okay. And I'm not even kidding. I, I would. Um, and when I'm watching TV, I'm pretty much watching sports or wrestling. You know, right. and, and that's just me. But I know it seems like there's been a resurgence of good television. There really has been. Game yeah. of Thrones? So no yeah. Game of Thrones? True Blood. I don't have HBO. Oh. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of good serialized TV right, right now. Right, right. Episodic TV has kind of gone away. Yeah, they're bringing back heroes. I mean... Yeah. They are bringing back heroes. Uh, True Detective, which was just on HBO, I just finished that series, and that was that was phenomenal. I, I it was a, it's that season slow beginning, I would say, but after the third episode, it it really rockets Matt into. Well, uh, I, I am show. curious. The so, Dario's tits. Oh, right. Dude. Yeah. When when you guys watch these shows uh, on Netflix or whatever, how do the shows make money if people aren't watching the advertising anymore? Is it a pay per view? Well, I have no idea. I mean, ne- for Netflix, it's subscription based. Yeah. Okay. So like you, you subscribe to Netflix right. and you pay seven like a, nine bucks a month. That's yeah. eight bucks a month for Netflix. Right. The streaming service, I think the right, and then it's another eight for uh, two DVDs a month or, or three D whatever. Yeah, if you want to get the DVDs sent to your house, um, you know, as far as uh, anything else, like I, I Hulu do, has ads. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, most of the streaming services either you pay money or they have ads. I mean, I do everything. Okay. If I watch a show that's on cable, such as um, I don't know Arrow or, or Grimm or something along those lines, they have the commercials. But I always DVR everything. I'm not watching it live, so I fast forward right through the. Commercials. That counts as watching the ads. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. There is one show that I like called uh, Bar Rescue. 
Okay. And, and oh, that's on Spike. Uh, yeah. It's fun. It's just this guy, John Toffer, and he's big and burly and angry. And I can relate to that. And he just yells at people when they piss him off. And he just <laughs> yeah, well, those people deserve it. You seen their bars? Yes, That's terrible. They had one in Rhode Island actually uh, that he just tore down and he built back up. And it's so gross because you they take you behind the scenes and you can see like these people like never clean their bars and it's just like stuff growing in between. Oh, this is gross. I just want to yeah, play this drink clip. There. I yeah. hope you can hear it. I, I think reality TV at one point had had its place, but they really dropped the ball by scripting everything. And and telling everybody and leading every like the well, producers. Well, it's always scripted. Yeah, well, they didn't drop the ball by doing that. That's but I mean, like shows was. like Pawn Stars. Like I, I feel like Pawn Stars used to be a good show. Somebody would bring in something interesting. You would learn about it. It was really cool. Um, actually, I was talking about that with my wife the other day. The, the tattoo shows. Right. Um, it was really cool because a person would come in and have this really great story behind this tattoo, and then it turned from that into this drama. Like, oh, well, so and so is going to go open their own shop, and it's like right. that was the whole episode. You'd get one tattoo, one story around this drama well, that was why, going why don't on. You, if you like a sh- the show like Pawn Stars, why don't you watch Antique Roadshow where that's oh, all it is. Man. It's actually focused on whatever the item is. Because uh, uh, yeah. no, no, I just, just want to see Chumley and the old exactly. man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because you want the characters that are annoying and scripted. Do you find yourself guessing on, on Antique's Roadshow like just guessing what the thing is worth and then yeah but i'm good? never right because i have no idea what any of that stuff is okay worth. but if you were right would you feel good about yeah, it i'd feel good 420 dollars i got it you know? I, I often like i'll watch it at my grandmother's when my aunt is also over there who does um she works in um an auction house yeah so she's always seeing that bullshit like all the like this random like treadmill from like 1940 like the first treadmill ever and so she'll know exactly what that's worth and stuff she keeps one of the, the jeweler things in her purse just to look at stuff I don't is know she why going it's, up to the TV to try to do that. It's so weird. No, no, <laughs> it'd be yeah. awesome. Now you go and you apply for the WWE right. to be a writer. Uh, I'm obviously didn't get the gig. Didn't get the gig. Does that like does that kind of bring you down? You get into a depression about that where I, like oh fuck, like I really need it. I I wanted this. That's a big deal. It like, was a big deal. What that shoots process, you up. A, that's like, a huge paycheck. Right. Like. It wasn't even the paycheck, man. It was more like the the I'm a fan, I'm a fan, and then I got into the independent scene in New England and and uh, stuff like that. And then I was like, I've got a shot to get this awesome job, and I'm bringing something to the table. Literally, I had this eighty eight zero page storyline that would have made everybody a lot of money and be happy, and had all these new batch match concepts and tournament styles and ideas for new wrestlers and tag teams, and brought all this to the table, and ultimately didn't get hired, and et cetera, et cetera. So it was rough. I mean, what you should have done was gone in with a bunch of stereotypes and yeah. <laughs> well, with, yeah. you had an an eighty page whole line of things with match types. Have you ever seen anything since you did that that is reminiscent of what your work was? The only thing I had um, concrete was I, I introduced the concept of bringing Kim Kardashian into a storyline when the Kardashians were just getting a little bit big, and I had this whole storyline of the Kardashians versus the McMahons, and they'll probably run with it now. But then. You know, four or five months later at uh, WrestleMania, they had Kim Kardashian as a hostess uh, for a few segments. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Now they're taking, but they never brought her in for the whole Bruce mm-hmm. Jenner deal. Oh, that was great when uh, Mr. Kennedy screamed in her face. <laughs> I mean, she, she's she's a lovely young lady. And, she and, is. You yeah. know, and I thought she would fit in. I thought the whole Kardashian versus McMahon angle with money and right, right. women and all that. That was one of my storylines. I had a few other things. I had a tag team. Uh, called the party crashers i was going to do this mark henry delo brown tag team bring those guys back in the federation they were going D-Lo with the fucking head bobble yeah i was going to bring him back because he was gone for a while and i thought it'd be fun and 
et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. But um, I did have a killer storyline that was going to be a nine-month-a-year storyline that would uh, really be good. It was just – it's a good storyline. So, um, unfortunately, they weren't into it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really get much, you know, much happiness out of that situation. It really kind of turned me off because now watching their programming sense, right. knowing that what I have written is much better than what they're doing – um, it's almost like uh, why bother? And right. so I, I stick to promotions uh, like top rope promotions out of um, Do you write Fall for River these? Mass. Do you write for these promotions? For top rope promotions, I am the ringside commentator for okay. uh, 989 Productions, and I'm also the, the guy that rings the bell. And, oh, uh, cool. And Isn't that the one that Scott Hall showed up drunk at? That is accurate. <laughs> that is totally accurate. We got top rope promotions. got some uh, airtime on ESPN with the promoter Steve Ricard and – uh, Ryan Drew and and uh, we got to talk about or they got to talk about the Scott Hall incident as bad things in wrestling always are called incidents <laughs> you know there's not the transgression or the crime it's the New Jack incident the Scott Hall incident the I don't like that I think we should ban the word incident right I, I <laughs> just listen to those uh, old uh, Paul Heyman voiceovers on the ECW tapes it's like it's high incident yeah Paul Heyman, I've met him a few times. He's uh, he's possessed by wrestling. You know, he he he's uh, really into it, obviously. And um, but yeah, top row promotions for those looking for an alternative to WWE. Come on down to Fall River. Uh, top row promotions is on Facebook and Beyond Wrestling, uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance. These are the promotions I want to support because you'll get a better seat. You'll get a better bang for your buck for your wrestling buck. You won't be in a 15,000-seat arena where you can't see anything. More intimate. And More intimate. Where all it is is loud. Yeah. It's just fun, man. I mean, if you get to meet at a Beyond Wrestling show, you get to meet Kevin Steen, you know, and talked with him. And I, I bought a T-shirt from Kevin, Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen is awesome. Kevin Steen is very cool, man. And he's a great wrestler, and he's a big, bulky guy like Incredible myself. Incredible promo, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just – I bought a, bought a Kevin Steen T-shirt from Kevin Steen, and then I took a picture with Kevin Steen wearing my shirt of him. You know, it's just goofy, you know, but right. it's fun. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that at a top, you know, WWE show. You're not going to get Chris Jericho to pal around with you. You know, you might at an autograph signing or something, but you guys know what I mean. Overall, I'll take WWE show over nothing, but I'd rather support, you know, the Ring of Honors, the right. Beyond Wrestlings. The, I would you know. love to see Kevin Steen in WWE, but I don't think they'll ever take him unless he loses a bunch of weight. You know, he could be the Mick Foley of this generation. Now I'm geeking out on you guys. You guys are like, oh, we talked about video games for 20 minutes. Now this guy's about wrestling with... Uh, oh, they go hand in hand. Adam, so... Uh, they definitely go hand in hand. Um, I did want to... So after after you get let down from the WED, you don't get the job. Yes. From there, is that where you move on into writing movies? Is that where you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make... We'll start making movies. How do you make that transition? Well, the transition was kind of I was in the middle of things because I was in the middle of making the Wrestling with Sanity short film trilogy, which if you go to MikeMessier.com, you can find uh, my stuff. If you go to WrestlingWithSanity.com, you can watch the whole trilogy for free in the comfort of your own home. You know, it's right there on Vimeo. You can watch Wrestling with Sanity short film trilogy. I actually brought my short film Sacrilege into the WWE Titan Tower and made the guy watch it, you know, <laughs> which is maybe why I didn't get hired. So. But um, he was actually impressed with the writing. And point is, I think it's for the greater good. You know, it, for me to be a filmmaker means I don't have to answer to Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon oh, definitely. or whoever. Right. And, and I think for my own outsider input on the wrestling scene with a project like Wrestling with Sandy or Chris and the Coffee Girl or 
a script I wrote for Diamond Dallas Page and Raven called Feel the Bang! Exclamation point. I think I'll, given that these projects are made, I'll have much more of a positive impact on society as an entertainer right. than if I was just another WWE writer, you know, writing John Cena versus oh, Randy Orton for the millionth time. Right. You know, and... and uh, you you know, kind of branch out, too, because I feel like if you're a writer for the WWE, you're writing specifically these stories for wrestlers. Now you can kind of branch out and say, you know what, I'm going to write a vampire movie. Right. Or, or, or what have you. So. Speaking of Disregard the Vampire, you know, I mean, my cast for that... No, this is a segue. Now, speaking <laughs> of Disregard the Vampire, are we going to segue? Or? Well, we're segueing yeah. fools. I, I came up with Disregard the Vampire on a, on a lark, and uh, basically it was based on a location... Not to be confused with LARPing. No. Okay. I don't... I, uh, I don't even know what LARPing is. LARPing like um, live action Miley Cyrus. Playing. Oh no, yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, twerking. 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 Okay. So, uh, but uh, I went. I, I was at this location, the Courthouse Center for the Arts, which is a place where I taught acting in uh, West Kingston, Rhode Island, near the University of Rhode Island. Now, actually, can I stop you there? Please. How do you teach acting? You don't teach acting. You can learn acting, but you can't teach acting. Okay. So I, you can I learn correct acting. myself. You can mm-hmm. learn how to act, but as a person, you can't teach someone how to act. You can. <clears throat> You see the difference because when, and you can you can educate yourself. You can take classes as a student and learn acting, but for someone to say I'm going to sit you down and teach you acting like you would teach a computer program is is different. Right. You know what I mean? So that's just stuff. But um, <laughs> that's just stuff. But um, I was I was teaching acting. One of my students, David Graziano, star of The Actor, is he's uh, watching your show or listening to our show right now. Our show. I've made it our show. Our show. Yeah, yeah. Fair I've, enough. I've made uh, myself you, part of the show. You're right at home here. Yeah, but uh, I am. I mean, the Triscuits and everything. You're just happy because he likes wrestling. Yeah, I got I got Adam watching wrestling. I got Charles who's just observing me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michelle in the chat has a question. Wants to know if you knew Billy Brax, a wrestler. Oh my god. No, Billy. I'll look him up on Facebook. Billy Braggs. He was from Fall River. Brax, B-R-A-X-X. I'll look him up, see if I know him. She said she used to date him. All right. Well, you know. Billy I mean, Brax with three X's? That sounds like a porn star. That's <laughs> definitely a porn star. I didn't get Billy. I got somebody else, so I, I don't think <laughs> I know Billy Brax. But, um, a porn star. She well, dated a porn star? All right. Good for her. So I was teaching acting. Wrestling and I porn was, go hand in hand. I was allowing others to learn acting in my accompaniment. Let's okay. Let's put it that way. I was leading a workshop called Core Acting, C-O-R-E-A-C-A-T-I-N-G. And uh, I saw this venue at the courthouse that was great for a movie. It was a single location. It had uh, different rooms. And I said, let's make a movie here. And four or five months later, a movie's being made called Disregard the Vampire. It was a quick turnover from page to uh, stage, so to speak. It was uh, a four-actor, one-location movie. We had a great lineup of actors. At the last moment, we had a uh, situation with one of our actors. He had a uh, death in the extended oh. family. No jokes, please. <laughs> and uh, we had to we had to recast at the very last minute. In fact, past the past the last minute. We were already filming the movie and this situation developed and we had to uh, have an immediate recast. Yeah. And that was wild because I never I've never been in that situation before with any of my films having to recast for any reason. So we got a guy named Scorpio John Langus, a.k.a. Scorpio, a recording artist out of uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Okay. And he, he uh, came to my attention as a musician because his friend, our mutual friend, Jojo Gator, submitted some music for uh, the movie, the right. soundtrack. And then I was caught in this jam with no actor scheduled for that morning to shoot with this role of Cryptor, the vampire. And I said to Jojo on Facebook at 8.30 in the morning, the day of the shoot, does the vampire act? <laughs> and Jojo kind of said, yes. And... uh 
Is he in Rhode Island? Yes. And so we got the guy, John Langus uh, Scorpio, down to the Courthouse Center for the Arts. He had an audition, and uh, he nailed it, man. And I, I'll be honest, you know, I was really like, because our actor that we had scheduled was such an awesome, awesome actor. Right. That we really had to go in a different direction for the new actor because we didn't want to have a guy that looked like our right. original actor. We didn't want to have a guy that sounded like him. We wanted to have something totally different, and that's what we got. And it was just exciting because he saved us. You know, I mean, if to have a situation where this movie was built around the original actor, and now to say, okay, he's gone. You know, the the four legs of the table. There's only four actors in this movie. And you have to rebuild the table, so to speak, immediately. How long have you had the Disregard the Vampire script? I guess, uh, how long has it been since you've written that? I started writing it in October of 2013. Okay. And so for a screenplay to go from there to being filmed, you know, five months later is really not uh, very common. What inspired you to write a vampire film? Because right now we are diluted in vampire films you and actually it's everywhere you have sure. that whole twilight thing that is i think finally died true blood which is almost over uh it seems as though they're kind of tailing off or is this something you're like you know what i'm i'm gonna bring back the vampire and do do it some justice or no i got you there was it wasn't a methodical uh thought process map but, but some some things planted seeds and what they were was the location, first of all, this this courthouse center for the arts, a beautiful location near URI, and uh, just saying, hey, this would be a cool place to shoot a movie. That was the first thing. Then I was over at my buddy, once again, the actor David Graziano's place, and uh, he was channel surfing, and we put on some horror hammer films, horror uh, hammer horror films, sorry. Hammer Horror was a, a, a company from England that made these horror films for like 50 or 60 or 70 years. And they had a very distinct style for a while and, and very cool-looking movies. So, yeah. so David just flipped us on. And he gave me the little history of horror Hammer films, Hammer Horror films. I Hammer Horror films. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, hey, that's that's cool stuff. you know. And they had a very cool style. And we're not blood and guts. you know. It's not like Saw or something like that where right. it's blood and guts. So I, that was in the mix. And then um, what happens with me, guys, is I get frustrated when I'm trying to make a movie and it's not happening. Right. So I'll put two, two and a half years into trying to get something off the ground. If it doesn't happen, I switch gears uh, for better or for worse. And I said, you know what? I've been trying to make this project, another project for a while. It was kind of hitting some stumbling blocks. And I said, uh, let me go back to what I'm good at, which is four actors, one location. Mm -hmm. I did that with a, another movie called Blood Sugar, Sid Ace. Yeah, we watched the uh, – you sent me that in our little chat room. We watched that before you got here. Cool. So, uh, yeah, the teaser for bloodsugarcidace.com. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I said, let's, me, let's do another four-actor, one-location piece. I sat down to write this thing. And when I was writing it, I wasn't thinking vampires. You know, it just came out the first uh, 16 pages. Then I went back and wrote another 15 pages. And uh, it came out to be a vampire piece. Like yeah. Suddenly there was a guy biting a girl's neck. Suddenly there was, you know, my favorite line in the piece, you know, that I wrote was... Uh, the last two lines of the script, which is um, after all this crazy stuff with the vampires have happened, one female Valentine says to another ginger, what is your humble opinion? Have you been brought into a flock? And then go back in the script and you realize it's about the seduction of civilians into vampires. And the yeah. way they do that, our unique spin on this thing is uh, it's like Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. There's a partner swap. So if you ever saw that movie from the 60s with Diane Cannon and Natalie Wood, these phenomenally gorgeous women – and uh, Elliot Gould, this phenomenally gorgeous guy, 
That's a joke too. <laughs> then uh, and the guy from uh, Greatest American Hero, uh, oh, yeah. you have a partner swap, yeah. a sexual partner swap. And I had all these elements in this script, disregard the vampire. And then uh, I had just written thirty-three pages when me and a new collective of guys, uh, uh, James Russell Demello and Chris Hunter, the uh, cinematographer or DP as he likes to call himself, uh, we decided to make a movie. And first thing was to get the location, the Courthouse Center for the Arts. And just as that was happening, my buddy Court Fisk uh, piped in and he said, hey, uh, I wrote some more for your script. Yeah. This is unheard of, too. For someone to take your script and add pages to it, normally that doesn't happen. But my buddy and I are pretty good friends. And so he took the liberty of adding. And I said, good, because I need more pages. You know, And, and we kept adding and adding to the script. Um, the original actor was, was good for a certain uh, period of time in March. The location was good for a certain period of time, basically last week. And uh, the, the stars were in alignment. Um, I'll be honest, it wasn't uh, a perfect scenario where you have all this great funding and you have the, right. you know, the pre-production and storyboarding and all that good stuff. I mean, we were pressed for time, but we had uh, some killer equipment. How do you raise the money for something like this? Did you go through a Kickstarter campaign? Here's the deal, Matt. We, uh, we didn't. We okay. did not. We, um, we try to do things uh, differently. And... The reason to not do Kickstarter and Indiegogo is because, you know, a lot of people have success stories with those, and a lot of people don't. Right. And and we didn't want to put ourselves on the auctioning block, like, hey, like us more than you like such and such, um, especially, in a in a saturated like you were talking about saturated. Well, uh. well, Indiegogo and Kickstarter are now, to me, saturated. So, yep. so what we did, um, it was really my friend Ann Patricia Murray, uh, who I've known for a while. Uh, as a good friend, she stepped up and she donated X amount of money. And then this wonderful lady named uh, Stacy St. Edmonds uh, from North Carolina stepped up. She was friends with one of the actors and donated uh, a matching amount. Wow. And the, these donations get their credits. They get producer credits yep. for the movie. And then um, a few other people chipped in. And uh, we had a fundraiser uh, uh, to promote the movie and that was at the courthouse center for the arts and that covered the rental uh agreement okay so we did it much differently i mean call it old school if you want i would definitely a, say that's more of a uh a lot pre, of legwork into that yeah like a pre-internet sort of funding right totally totally yeah the kickstarter thing i i mean i i i've donated to a few projects there's a lot of projects on there that i've supported uh we've actually kicked around the idea of no pun intended but of doing a kickstarter um you know we uh, our, our our issue is coming pun? up with the the yeah cuz we kicked around yeah. the idea it wasn't a good pun i, I okay i know you meant to do it <laughs> it was intended uh but yeah just uh of doing it ourselves but it, coming up with all the ideas and the rewards you know i don't we don't have much to offer it's 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 <laughs> tough because kickstarter and the gogo you know they're great but then you reach that saturation point and if you're on facebook a lot like i am and then you see like, hey, fund me, fund me, fund me, perk, 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 and eventually you just turn. It's white noise, right? You know. And so we were trying to do something uh, different and disregard the vampire cocktail party we had on January seventeenth. And and you know, my buddy Michael Thurber uh, was the original vampire in this movie, and he played piano uh, at the party, you know, yeah. at this cocktail party. And and then uh, David Graziano, my aforementioned uh, friend, he starred in a movie called The Actor, a 15-minute piece I co-directed with a guy named Skip Shea. And uh, we had uh, Christine Perla, his wife now, David's wife, 
was an, also executive producer of that movie. So we played this 15-minute movie as a pre-premiere type of deal. Yeah. You know, at, that was also filmed at the Courthouse Center for the Arts. So we, we had this whole cool tie-in thing, uh, guys, and, and people responded to it, and that was that was very supportive. Yeah, we got a we got a newspaper article. That's got to make you feel pretty good that you have all all these people kind of coming together and supporting your project and making it become a reality. Right. Yeah, it did. You're right because I I've been doing this for a while. You know, I've been doing the do it yourself DIY, out of pocket, losing money, getting frustrated, doing oh, film yeah. festivals. That whole deal has been going on with me for quite some time. So, to have people kind of say, you know, especially Anne, my friend Anne, say, hey. Here's X amount of money. Make your damn movie. Was good, you know. It felt me, make me yeah. feel good, and 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 that type of thing isn't going to happen to everybody off the bat, you know. Like maybe you're, um, maybe you're someone who is from you know the Silver Spoon, you know Ricky Schroeder's Silver Spoons world, where you get you know mommy or daddy or whoever. Oh, but yeah. but for the middle class or the lower middle class or whatever, when you're trying to make something out of yourself, it's hard. It you know? is. It is. It's not a. It's not an easy thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. And that's why you guys are here. I mean, all joking aside, when you guys put your uh, five guys in a room together and you make a radio show, I don't mm-hmm. know if you aspire. Turn the lights down. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> hold hands, kumbaya. But, I mean, it's it's to entertain people, but it's also, I would think, to advance yourselves as, oh, as radio guys and have fun. Um, but it was cool because we we got, you know, this team. If people want to go on Facebook and disregard the vampire, they'll see our team of uh, – Gina Madison. Yeah, as Valentine, I want to ask you, know. you about the two girls uh, yeah. in the in the main photo there. Very very sexy girls. Yes, both girls. I would say that I would uh, you know I would slumber with. Sure, nude. Okay, I like to do a lot of things nude. <laughs> right. Um, they're very very sec very sexy attractive girls. Um, and you guys wrapped you wrapped up uh, shooting this past week, correct? Yeah, we actually wrapped up on Saturday about one thirty eight in the morning to be exact. Nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, we, we started shooting on Tuesday of last week. We were even supposed to start on Monday, and then we had this whole, you know, storm of the century scare, which turned out to be nothing. And, yep. um, but we, we shot for five days. Because of the casting realignment, uh, we, we lost a couple of hours. Yeah. And so I feel good about it. I mean, the whole team, you know, from our PAs all the way up to – uh, my associates, Chris uh, Chris Hunter and James Russell DeMello and Court Fist, the co-writer, and Mary DeBerry, script supervisor. I mean, I can name people on and on, but it was great because everyone really kicked some ass and had fun. What is the film about? What is the plot to Disregard? Disregard the Vampire, the vampire is about... Do you have to say it like that? <laughs> vampire. It vampire. sounds fun. Disregard the Vampire. Disregard the Vampire. Sword. Is it a musical? Because there's a shot on the website with the piano. No, it's not. Great. It, we had we had a musical segment, yeah, with the piano. It's it's about a. I'm reading the plot outline, but I, I won't read the plot outline. It's it's basically about a guy named Cryptor, Edgar Cryptor. He has a duality. Edgar is his human side. Cryptor is his vampire side. Edgar is trying to hold on to some humanity. Cryptor wants to go full on. Full. Bite your neck. I'm a vampire. F the world. You know, fuck the world. I'm a vampire. You can say that here. I know. I just did. I felt empowered. <laughs> fuck the world. Yeah, George Carlin would be proud if Don't he wasn't dead. Don't be bossy. So, yeah, I won't. <laughs> so, so the whole schmaltz of it is, uh, you know, are you a vampire? Are you a man? Are you somewhere in between? Well, he has this protege, Valentine, you know, the, the lovely like Gina. And, is he uh, a daywalker? 
I worked with Wesley Snipes, actually. But that's another story. Wait, wait, is he out of jail yet? <laughs> it was before he went to jail. Uh, I was going <laughs> to ask if you were a prison guard. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, basically, the vampire is just going through this struggle. You know, like, am I human? Can I hold on to my humanity? He has this younger uh, protege, Valentine, and she has her own struggles, and, and she's a poet. She's like an art school poet. And um, then they meet this unsuspecting couple, civilian couple, Ginger and Joe, and uh, played by Jose Gonzalez and Anna Rizzo, who's in that image as well. And the unsuspecting couple comes over to the art house and finds themselves in company of the vampires and... You know, there, there's an initial pissing contest between Joe and Cryptor, you know, Edgar. They they don't like each other. Right. You know, and so then it's that male machismo because, hey, you've got a beautiful redhead. I've got a beautiful redhead. I want both. You can't right. have both. Maybe I'll take yours. You know, that's the whole agenda going on. And so they eventually uh, end up in this weird situation where they kind of switch partners for the night on an intellectual level. Like, yeah. hey, you know, you you're, you take your girl in, in this other room and have a conversation or whatever might happen. You know, the door's shut. I've seen that show swap. Right. So it's kind of an interesting deal. And um, Temptation Island, you mean? So then the, the question is, where does this head? You know, yeah. and, and that's where we'll find out in a few months when we release this thing. And we'll what, is the, what is the release plan? We're hoping for Halloween era. Okay. And uh, we'll probably have the premiere. At, well, we will have the family and friends, which you guys will be invited to. Oh. At the Courthouse Center for the Arts. Like yeah. an invitation? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you might, yes. You'll definitely invite Adam because you got the whole wrestling thing going on. Right. Um, I, I, would, I would assume you'd invite I was, me. I was getting you'll ready get to invited. ask him on the next TRP show. Charles, is he... Is the Observer invited? The Observer is invited. watching the movie. So I, re- I, I wonder why Charles... Well, Charles did speak a few times, so he gets a microphone. That's good. This is Charles has a few topics that he really likes to go off on. And uh, if we're not talking about uh, Miley Cyrus yeah. being nude or Duck Dynasty, he usually really he's, he observes. He observes. That's good. I like being watched. He's got he, a few he topics. He comes for dinner, usually. <laughs> yeah, right. This is true. So, uh, Disregard the Vampire, we shot last week. Uh, we're going to make a teaser. Um, uh, you know, this is cool because this is actually our first post-production uh, promotion, as far as I know. We had an, ar- an article published, this, published an article about us in the South County Independent newspaper magazine. Uh, now I'm stumbling. But basically, this is the first radio, internet radio live deal. So thanks, guys. It's hey, cool. you're very welcome. Thank yes. you for, I mean, joining us oh. on the show. We're not ending this interview either. No, it's, going. <laughs> it's just getting good. It's getting good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really interested to see this story. I like that the uh, the aspect of the kind of that couple swap mentality, you know, because right. I'm always trying to push my wife into <laughs> the couple swap. You know, swing your parties. She she just pushes me on it. Usually, I just give her you know a little little LSD and she's fine with it. By yeah, get her into it by just leaving like a key jar by your door, so then she gets used <laughs> to it. Are you gonna be afraid one day if she comes by and she, she suggests to do it, and you're like, what? I, I'm I'm up for anything, you know. I'm oh, just you're, ready, you're just up for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to go when she's ready. So, I think what 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 we're trying to do with this movie is is introduce a whole, you know. I know what you said. Va- uh, vampire movies are all over the place. This is a different type of deal. You know, first of all, it's existential. It's weird. It's it's, it's not your typical where the vampire's out trying to kill a bunch of people, and then you know the the regular humans are fighting back. This is more of a relationship. Uh, mental type of situation. Totally. I mean, the guy Scorpio who played Edgar Cryptor said, uh, 
I like how that's not the character name. <laughs> no, I'm picturing, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picturing too cold Scorpio. No, no. I'm, I'm picturing Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Scorpio is cool, man. John John Langvis, you know, and 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 the whole cast: uh, Jose Gonzalez, Gina Madison, and Anna Rizzo. I mean, this was a cool cast, you know. And Scorpio, hey man, he came in. He didn't know me until Wednesday morning, like last week. You know, and then he comes in, and within two days, he's off book with the six six minute monologue, and uh, wow. that's the piano scene you saw. And he he's kicking ass. You know, I mean, he's he's feeling this character. And what I said to John, you know, the the very little direction I had to give him was, this is a song because he's a singer, he's a poet and a singer. I said, this is a poem, this is a song. It's a long one, uh, but that's all it is. Right. You know, it's not a movie. It's and, and he felt it because as a guy who are both into the doors and Jim Morrison and stuff like that. We both kind of had this connection of like uh, the warrior poet type of mentality. Like, Hey, we got to make this movie and we got to make it good. And we got to give some, some style to it, some flair to it and just be yourself, you know, because at that point in time, you know, having, I mean, just to digress a little bit, but having a, a, a production up and going and having, uh, th- that table leg, you know, cut off because of the emergency in, in someone else's life. We had to really just bring it together, and I had to give this guy a shot because he wanted to make a movie. He yeah. wanted to be in a movie. He'd never done a movie before, uh, you know, and and just saying, hey, let's let's do this thing, you know, because otherwise I'd be letting so many people down. And uh, you know, as far as as uh, the situation we were in, you know. Now, are you happy with everything that you captured? Are you are you sad that you didn't have more time? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am. I, I I feel like I am excited about the possible. Uh, excited about doing more with this piece okay. is what it comes down to. Because it, there's no time for being sad. Uh, what it is is like, hey, we got some lightning in a bottle, and let's make some more bottles and some more lightning. Um, because it, the piece demands a sequel. It demands. Uh, more of these characters. What happens to Joe? You know the guy, the the unsus- Jose Gonzalez. What happens to Joe when he comes back? You know, and he's, you know, what he says to the vampire is, uh, you know, is this mean? Do you mean to disregard me? Yeah. He says it a lot more convicted than I do. Do you mean to disregard? Does me? he say the name of the movie? He doesn't say disregard the vampire. Oh damn it! I know <laughs> it's my favorite part. It's that game where you <laughs> clap or you say, "Oh, I know that game," but. You, he doesn't um, say – he said, do you mean to disregard me to the vampire? And the vampire does quote Jim Morrison. He says, no one here gets out alive. You know. And uh, My favorite line from Cryptor is uh, – he's talking about when he was a younger Ooh, person. spoiler. Well, I'll spoil it a little bit. <laughs> but Cryptor is talking about his life as a theater actor and a community theater director. And he says, uh, I was young and the world was my oyster and I ate that motherfucker up. You know? mm-hmm. So I think with, with this script, we ate that motherfucker up. We had some fun. Um, and it's really not, it's the beginning of the beginning. Yeah. You, know, and you slurped it a little bit. That made slurped. me think of the movie Chess. I know that I had the Chess soundtrack on audio yeah, cassette, my is. friend. So Chess, <laughs> um, yeah, One Night in Bangkok. Yeah. I, I see yeah. You guys, you know, I know these deals. I know yeah. these deals. Um, but uh, Disregard the Vampire, if you go to MikeMessier.com, there's a subheading. And even better, if you go to our actress's uh, website, Gina Madison, I'll spell that out. It's a. She's got a wonderful blog with some great behind-the-scenes photographs on her. Uh, it's G E E N A M A T U S O N dot com. Gina Matuson or Madison is how she pronounces it. G E E N A M A T U S O N. A little crazy. 
Yeah, and if you go to her uh, news... Oh, I was hoping you were going to say go to her nudes. Oh, yeah, that's damn it. Fantastic. <laughs> she, she's great, man. She, uh, she's helping us out on the f- social media, but we have these pictures. and You know, guys, the amount of support we got for this thing was great because we had uh, a, even a guy named Eric Legacy. If you scroll down on Gina's blog, you'll see these high heel metal shoes. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that I, photo. Yeah. Saw yeah. That's, I mean, I have those in my car right now to give back to Eric, but I mean, those, that's a pretty killer piece of, of art. And then this guy, Eric, you know, uh, took me out to lunch and he let me borrow his artwork, his sculptures. And um, we have a guy named Romeo who lent us the painting you can see in the background of the, of the vampire. Yeah. Uh, on, this, on Gina's blog, you see a uh, girl named Muffin. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Muffin, Muffin, you know, and you see me wearing a Triple H shirt at him and... <laughs> something uh, for everybody. Something I like muffins. <laughs> he likes Triple H. I know yeah. that shirt. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had fun. I mean, uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on this yeah, year? Yeah, I just had lunch with my buddy Nick Kachiri this uh, afternoon talking about American Luchador, which is Adam. You'd like? Uh, Tell me about it. American Luchador. <laughs> American Luchador. Tell me about it. He's licking his lips. He's <laughs> fucking Adam. He's licking his seat. He's like, yeah, tell me about it. Luchador. American Let Luchador. Let me pull out my dick and get some lube. American Luchador stars JT Dunn, the juice JT Dunn, as a undersized wrestler, a wrestler on the smaller side. Who like is, a Rey Mysterio type? Yeah, a little bit bigger, but yeah. And he is <laughs> no, but seriously, a little bit because of Luchador. <laughs> he is he is half uh, Mexican and half American. His father was a Luchador. His mother was a fan, a young female fan who was American descent. So he kind of grows up in this, you know, having a biracial foundation, mm-hmm. and he has an identity crisis, and he doesn't really know who he is, and he has daddy mask issues versus mask match, right? He, well, he wears a mask, but he has, you know, he has like a lot of us daddy issues, like who am I, where am I from, blah blah blah, and he he's trying to figure himself out. And on that journey, he finds a friend in Educo, and Educo means to educate. And uh, Educo is a mysterious masked man, a la Mel Masquerez, who takes Lobo Fuego, which means firewolf, aside, and he educates him about the the truest form of education, which is to know one's self. And uh, this story takes place in several locations, but two of the primary locations are the wrestling arena and the amusement park. And the amusement park is because, as my own self as a child when I was younger, was the uh, escape. You know, the the amusement park was the place that I was taken to as a kid, for, right. you know, to kind of go and have fun and forget about the troubles. And uh, the wrestling arena is the same thing and uh, for me. And so manifesting the storyline. I remember I met Greg the Hammer Valentine at a wrestling match at an amusement park. <laughs> there you go. There you wow, go. Wow, he's Dude, as long as the, Adam, Adam actually normally takes the Charles role where he doesn't really say much. Right. You have fucking opened Seriously, a clam. The table has risen at least like two inches. <laughs> <laughs> Paired to his box. So it's good. Um, well, there's nothing I love more than men in little tiny underwear. Well, hey, we all got to start somewhere, so... <laughs> but AmericanLuchador.com is where you want to go cool. and check out. I mean, that's it's a big project. We're uh, JT Dunn is is the real life uh, wrestler who is playing Lobo Fuego, the Firewolf. Uh, Jose Gonzalez once again is in this one as Educo. Uh, we've cast a great uh, bunch of people, uh, including uh, my buddy Michael Thurber as a as the wrestling doctor and and some really good people here. And uh, this project started last summer. 
and Nick Kachiri and I just kind of you know made a quick friendship over this movie and and are really excited about it. So that's American Luchador. Uh, it's not anything like Nacho Libre, is it? It's much better. <laughs> no, honestly, like it, because people have told me like they were like disappointed in Nacho Libre. I thought Nacho Libre was fun, but some people have said, "Man, Nacho! It, 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 you know, Nacho Libre." That's all I know from that movie. Didn't I didn't watch it, it at all yeah, except for the it. preview. It, it's probably safe to say that Nacho Libre was one dimensional. Like he was, you know, Jack Black's great and he's capable and does awesome work, but uh, Nacho was probably. Not as deep as the Luchador screenplay, and I'm not saying that, I'm just saying it because it's true, okay. you know. So, we'll see what happens with American Luchador, and uh, but I was going to say that Shelly Martinez is uh, JT Dunn's real life girlfriend, so we'll try to get her in the mix, Adam. If you remember her, the uh, Shelly was with the oh, uh, Ariel, yeah, from uh, wrestling. <laughs> <East of Dallas. laughs> like picks it up. I know. Shelly Martinez fucking is nothing to me. That means she had, absolutely she had some, nothing. She I'm just two huge bombs. She would, she would do well <laughs> in your tournament, your, your oh, yeah? online like, lady tournament. I watched wrestling around until the Attitude Era, and I don't remember any of that shit. Right. Um, she was on the new ECW. We, we actually we, we do have to cut to a break. Um, and there's a couple things that we got to do before we cut to that break. I want to um, play this clip going into the break. So What? I got a clip I want to play going into the break. Uh-oh. How are you playing it? I'll point my mic at the speakers. <laughs> Oh, that's just gonna sound awful. I'm just gonna let you do it, and then when you're done, I'm gonna ask if you're done, and then I'll just go to. Break. Okay, um, Mike. Yes. Messier. Messier. Dot com. Yes. Then that's spelled M E S S I E R. Disregard the Vampire on Facebook. There's, is there a Disregard the Vampire website? Working on it, but okay. as of now, probably Gina Matusins uh, is pronounced Madison, but right. spelled Matusin. We'll post all of those links on our Facebook as well as the info if you download this episode, which you can download it once it's done on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, we're going to cut to a break. Before we cut to the break, Mike. Yep. Uh, we're going to play a little game called Shameful Guess Who. All right, cool. Uh, I, for anybody new who's listening. Uh, what has happened is all of the hosts of the show have wrote down a shameful story uh, that has happened in you know one of our lives, and uh, Mike here is going to draw that story out of a hat. Yes, he's going to read the story. We're going to go to break, and then when we come back, he's going to try to guess who that story belongs to. So Matt did say all the hosts. Just so you know, Charles isn't included. Charles is not included in the shameful guess. Why is Charles not a host? No, uh, I wouldn't say he's not here all the time. Yeah. All right. uh, he's kind of here when it's it's convenient. Featuring guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Maybe like a bene- featured player. A featured benefactor. He's absolutely a player. He's a, a benefactor, benefactor as well. Yeah. All right. Or a loner. Lone, lone, lone shark. Barry Windham. Yes, Producer. All right. So let me shake lone up the uh, the Redskins hat. <laughs> yep. All the stories are in here. All right. All right. Let you draw that out of there. Joe got picked two weeks in a row. Yep. <laughs> so now what I do is I unfold this piece of paper and I read the story. Yes. yes. Oh, boy. This is a long one. Read it then. Is it? Oh, man. I, the first word I saw was pooped. So let's go with this. Pooped? Yes. <laughs> oh, great. I think I know who told it. Just because someone reacted quickly to when I said that. I was sledding with my friends down a big hill. When I noticed that I had laughed so hard, I had pooped my sweatpants. I tried to say I must have sled over some mud, but the whole hill was white. Everyone knew the truth. Oh, boy. But I still tried to play it off. Everyone knew the truth, but I still tried to play it off, even when my friend's dog put his nose right in my butt. And he got poop on his nose. All right, now here's the other great thing is the only person who knows this story is the person who yeah, wrote no the idea. story. So even yeah. my, like, we don't know collectively who 
wrote that story. So you are going to have to guess. If you're in the chat room uh, as well, throw out your guesses, who you think it is. He's got poop on his nose. And and we're going to be back again, MikeMessier.com. That's M-E-S-S-I-E-R.com. Go there for all of the updates. Disregard the Vampire coming out hopefully in October is uh, is the release plan. Uh, And I guess Adam has a clip you'd like to play. (laughs) That was it? That was it. That was Why it. couldn't you email that to fucking Joe? Was that worth it? That's, that's I choppy, choppy, you pee-pee. Take us the break. <laughs> Good. Wait, I will take us oh, the break. Boy. Eventually? Eventually when I remember that I need to unmute my computer. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to choppy, choppy, you pee-pee. Okay. All right, break that time. the worst. This is Lars Christensen. Once in a day, I farted, and it smelled really bad. You're listening to The Lotus Cast. Dead body or live animal? Well, I don't think I could decide, so I'd just fuck both of them. She wanted a C-section. She wanted the baby, you know, carved out of her like a turducken. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know what I'm capable of. Well, I can't just say arise, penis, and shoot forth my seed. Your barrow full of dicks into neck radio program broadcasts at 9, 8 central exclusively on RadioFuba.com. And now, great moments in Mr. Producer interview history. Do you guys have a parakeet? This has been great moments in Mr. Producer interview history. The Mr. Producer Show can be heard live Saturdays only on RadioFubar.com.
friends keep telling me I must be going blind Cause you got college cheese All over your behind, yeah Even though some people point and laugh at us You can kick their ass Because you're bigger than a bird We are back. It is the Lotus Cast. TheLotusCast.com is where you can find us. We are live every Thursday night. You can hear us there at TheLotusCast.com or RadioFubar.com. Uh, quick plug for Radio Fubar. A lot of great shows over there. If you have a TuneIn app on your phone, you can download it on Android or your iPhone device. Search Radio Fubar. Put the old favorite on it. You're just driving around in your car. You can tune in to Radio Fubar anytime you want. There's either music playing or a podcast or another great live show. Um, our good friends Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks is over there. Yes. Uh, the Furnacast. Uh, a lot of great shows. Uh, Matt Leroy, who has his own show, uh, which is actually on right after us tonight. It's called Beardy and the Beast. It's the dude. And his wife, they do a show together, starts at midnight, directly following us. So if you just hang on to Radio Fubar, once we go off the air, they uh, they hop right on. And also check out his show, Dead Men Talking, Monday nights as well. So a lot of great shows. Check out RadioFubar.com. Great schedule over there. Uh, and there ye have it. All right, one more time. Before we went to break, we did a little shameful guess who. Mike, could you read the story one more time. So for those that don't know, the four hosts of the show, uh, no offense to mm-hmm. Silent Charles, uh, <laughs> submit uh, an embarrassing anecdote or a story or a narrative. They put it into a hat. I pick out the name. Or I pick out, I'm sorry. I pick out a story on the piece of paper. I unfold it. I read it. And then I try to guess which host wrote the story. That is correct. Here we go. One thing with the story. I was, I, I was quote, I was sledding. Here you go, Adam. And I quote, like that. And I quote, you guess it. <laughs> I it's a wrestling it. joke. <laughs> I was sledding. I'm, I'm kind of lost on that one. <laughs> it was uh, Eric Fish, uh, the computer. And oh, I quote, <laughs> "Would you like to play a game?" The rest, the the, uh, the fucking man- general manager. Yeah, yeah it was an anonymous. Bishop? It was a wrestling anonymous computer general manager who yeah. would say, and they would say, "And I quote, I was sledding with my friends down a big hill." When I noticed that I had laughed so hard, I had pooped my sweatpants. <laughs> I tried to say I must have sled over some mud, but the whole hill was white. Everyone knew the truth, but I still tried to play it off even when my friend's dog put his nose right in my butt <laughs> and got poop on his nose. All right. In the chat, we have, uh, I believe, Michelle threw this one to Adam. Uh, Sean 
definitely put this one on Dave Harvey from Harvey's Headlines fame. Um, nobody guessed you, Joe. I know. And you wow. have uh, you have a poopy story. Yeah, I know it's all about poopy stories. You've had poopy stories I've in the past. I've had a poop story before. I have a yeah. rather poop. large one saved up. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike? Yeah. That I haven't hit yet. Who do you think it is? Well, I'll give you a few reasons why. My instinct is that the first... When I first opened up this story and I said the first word that hits me is pooped, then someone looked at me right away okay. with an immediate you know, slither, you know, a little joke, like a little blush and a little smile. Okay. All right. And, Who was uh, that? Well, I'm getting to okay. That. And then based Suspense, on the ha- the handwriting, is such that it seems like no offense to the everyone else, but the person who I think it is has the best handwriting. Like that oh. person looks like a good handwriter. I Interesting. Gotcha. It's like hmm. a nice, almost like a font, like kind of like a comic book sans almost. Oh, like wow. a really nice font of handwriting. <laughs> Thirdly, what you just said almost confirms it that this sport person has a history of pooping incidents. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Joe. Yikes. Joe, why does people always seem to think it's well, me? Just stop because it's dumping everywhere. <laughs> well, it was really the, the immediate blush was actually what it was. Like I read, I said pooped, and then you looked at me. Well, and went, a lot of people said lo- like you. laughed immediately with well, the poop. poop is what funny. Is, is it you? Poop is funny. I don't know. What is Joe, think? Joe, survey says what? It, what does everybody else think? Oh, well, who do I? I yeah. my guess is I'm going to lay this one on Adam. I think you know, Adam Adam pooped. His I have pants. to agree with this because just the I don't know why, but the way that uh, Mike was reading the word "pooped" sounded like the way that Adam says "poop." Right. So for that, I just was like, it, yeah. that makes it feel like this Adam seems pooped. like an Adam poopy. Joe, who do you think the, it is? Well, that I, doesn't the make fact any that sense. you two say Joe, it's me it's... <laughs> confirms that it is Joe. <laughs> why? Because it's not Adam. Because it's not Adam. <laughs> so, I mean, it could be. I, I was, was going to put it to Dave. I was going to put it to no. Dave until I saw uh, the handwriting. and then No, that handwriting is absolutely no, not mine. Oh, <laughs> Joe McLaughlin picked a third time. Wow. Oh. wow. It's all about you, man. <laughs> Joe, three for three here. Well, three for really, four. and we have a winner because he picked right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it within two seconds. Really. Congratulations, Joe! Shit his pants while sledding down a hill, and a dog was biting at you. Is it going to get to the point where you run out of embarrassing stories and you're just like, I misspelled my name, you know? And then you, I was no, I got a lot. I got a lot saved up, dude. I we need a writers. Like we need, of poop we need a team of writers I'm to come up with stories. Next one's for creative writing team for yeah. Joe's poop stories. I'm just gonna um, bring him to the tower. Bring him to the tower and see the Triple H jacket. I'm Shut hoping up. somebody else has a poop story in the pile so that it'll throw it off. Honestly, the, next time. the only story that I could think of is the one that's in there, and I'm dreading the day that it's picked because I got to think of something else. Sean, Sean says, "Jesus, Joe." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what? I can't. Like, it's happened to everybody. I've. Ne- I I can honestly Jesus, say, except Joe. for when I was a baby. Did I shit my pants? I will. I have. Was I, it a big see, hill? At least <laughs> the I, most traumatic part of the story is just the last sentence, which reads in its entirety: "Everyone, everyone knew the truth, but I still try to play it off, even when my friend's dog put his nose right in my butt, comma, and got poop on his nose." You know, that should have given it away that it was Joe, just because he tried to play it up and he tried to lie about it, just like Joe. <laughs> you stink-faced and innocent. Dog, Joe. <laughs> I didn't do anything. That dog did it. Was, it yeah, himself. the Hawaiian wrestler. What was oh, his name that did Rikishi. that? Rikishi. Rikishi, yeah. Who was a top rope promotions veteran, I should really? say. Were you leaving, Simone. Were you Simone, leaving a brown trail down the hill? Uh, you know, I don't really recall. 
the little saucer that I was on was oh. definitely oh. The, oh. Those, like the frisbee <laughs> saucers. Those are great. What this were you laughing so at so hard that made you poop? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sledding. <laughs> you, you, I was, just, I was very joyous because I was sledding. See what happened? A big hill. Is Joe for breakfast had like some of his mom's enchiladas, <laughs> and then went sledding for the day. Breakfast enchiladas. My mom never made breakfast enchiladas. I'm well, sure she did. That's too bad. That's, Chimichangas. Maybe yeah, not, maybe not for you. Maybe, but was, was, it, was it a sturdy dump or was it like a... Well, no, obviously. Well, at that point, it's not sturdy. It, it was sturdy pants more. immediately. It was squished immediately. <laughs> yeah. You don't right. like I just love that. Jesus, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, that's not even my worst poop story. <laughs> no, it is not. Now he wants to tell more. Now he's like, third hour is my poop stories, baby. That's right. That's right. Okay, know, well, there you go. Uh, shameful guess who. Congratulations, Mike. Do I win anything? Do uh, I get a date with Kate Carson for that? Or oh, well, I wish. We can We can try. I wish that was a prize. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely compete and try yeah, to win right? that myself. I, I would quit the show to just guess. <laughs> on... um, all right, so from there, we're going right into... Harvey's headlines. Wendy Hughes died from cancer. Uh, some of you might be asking who that is. Who well, is that? Um, <laughs> Wendy Hughes, you might. Uh, um, some of our listeners may have recognized her voice from our clip at the beginning of the show. Um, she played Lieutenant Commander Darren on Star Trek The Next Generation in one episode. I, I just wanted to talk about that because I like that episode a I lot. understand. I love um, that this is our, our headline story. That is our headline That's story. That's what we're leading So off. we're breaking into a well, guest star from Star Trek The Next Generation in one episode. It uh, was relevant died. because we played it at the beginning of the show. Well, we played it at the beginning of the show so you could talk about it later. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We picked it out because it was a topic that you were going to talk about. Well, in Harvey's when headline. was there? Yeah. When was there an option to talk about it before now? So that's fine. <laughs> Which cancer did she die of? I don't know. I just said cancer. That cancer's a bitch, I just like man. Cancer. <laughs> There's like cancer of everything. There's, There's cancer yeah. of the toe yeah, that you, you get that just right. kills you. Wait, uh, who was it that recently had? Oh, fucking. Um, the the snake uh, Jake the Snake Roberts yeah, has yeah. got like some sort of knee, knee cancer, cancer. Back yeah. of the knee really? cancer. Yeah, back of the knee cancer, and he already had it removed. But yeah. back of the knee cancer, like what the fuck is this That's cancer shit? That's the yeah. most dangerous of cancers. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm glad we cast Scorpio for disregard of the vampire. Because we had a guy that was a cancer sign, and he came to me and said, "I'm cancer." I said, right. "No, man, no. I'm pass." Yeah, we you, right in the middle of the shoot, he'd right. get some sort of freaking <laughs> elbow cancer and it'd be done. <laughs> yeah. You get acting cancer. Harvey's headlines. Uh, the annual fee for Amazon Prime is increasing by 25% to $99. Six weeks ago, Amazon had warned that it's, uh, it may pr- raise its prices by as much as $40 to offset the rising fuel costs that are, you know, gas and stuff. This is it's this not is, Prime anymore. Right. You can't call um, Amazon Prime. There are 20 Prime. million customers in the U.S. that um, use Prime. Prime and, is an... Awesome, uh, awesome situation, awesome setup that Amazon offers. I don't know if you're f- are you familiar with the Amazon Prime. I know it exists, but Prime, tell me more about it, please. Uh, Amazon Prime is a, uh, and actually you can go to RadioFooBar.com and there's a Shop Amazon tab there. Uh, if you click through that, you can uh, purchase everything, and we get a little. We don't. The Radio Fubar station gets a little right. kickback, but Amazon Prime basically. Uh, you get their streaming service for free, which is kind of like a Netflix. So you well, get all for the free. Well, you get it along with it. Right. So it's, um, you know, it was eighty bucks a year. You right. get the streaming service. So you can watch all this shit, um, kind of like That's a Netflix. Not originally, what it was for, though. No. no. And and then also you get uh, two day free shipping. Um, you know, you get a lot of great perks with it. And wait, wait, two day. Two day free shipping. Not yeah. next day. No. Two days. So you can two pay days is pretty four dollars more yeah. and get or four ninety nine more and get a free shipping. Honestly, when I was looking this up, the, the most astonishing number to me is that people who subscribe to Prime 
buy like totally they will spend double what non-prime customers do in a year that's a lot of yeah, money right i i save a lot of money with that shipping with the the two-day free shipping i shop a lot of amazon throughout the year and christmas time it is perfect i avoid the stores altogether gift wrap and just i don't do the gift wrap i'll wrap it myself but all the boxes show up two days after i order it which is perfect do any grocery shopping on there um, I haven't done any grocery. I mean, I've bought like certain things. Bulk toilet paper. Um, you can they, buy yeah some of the grocery stores. It it does come in bulk. Like if you buy cereal there, you yeah. get like five boxes. The cool of thing it. is, is they've offered that subscription thing now. Which yeah, I've, I do that all the time. I've Subscribe couple, and save. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get a, a discount, and you, it just reorders every month. It's so, nice when you stack a coupon on top of it when you do the subscribe and save because yeah. then you so get the discount price. So that's why you eat Greek yogurt all the time. <laughs> no, you buy like a five Activia pound bag of gummy regular. bears. Um, no, but if you read the reviews on like the was it the oh, Has so Hasbury Hasbro Hasbro yeah. yeah Hasbro gummy bears the reviews of those are hilarious. They, so funny. There's not a serious review on there. It's just about guys of who, like the twelve foot gummy worm. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Back when I used to work at the cable studio, we would buy those for the uh, the treats for yeah. the kids. Yep. Just the five pound bag of uh, from Amazon. Yeah, from Amazon. Did you use Amazon Prime? I did, and then <laughs> I I it was for my work account, and then I set myself as a family member, so I would also get free Prime at home. <laughs> Obvious headlines. Uh, Adam's favorite show, The Big Bang Theory, was renewed for three years. Woo! Uh, and nobody knows why anybody watches it, but it gets 20 million viewers per episode. The, what, is, uh, what is crazy about that show? She's yeah. doesn't look attractive anymore. Fat at all. Now. Oh. Used to be skinny. What is crazy about that show is that this is the second time it's been renewed for a three year. That is well, ridiculous. A pretty big block. Like they have so much faith in this show that three years from now. They're like they They're know like, it's going to last for three years. We can't lose money on it because right. the syndication will pay for itself. isn't it? It's CBS, right? right. Yeah, CBS. Yeah. So CBS also you like has... the Big Bang Theory. I, from what I've seen, I do like it, and I mostly like it because of the blonde was uh, one of John Ritter's daughters on that uh, on... Ten Things I. I did like her on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How I... to date my daughter? Or, mm-hmm. You know, why would you want to date my daughter? She's a bitch. Or something <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> That's exactly the title. Yes. <laughs> but she, she, I thought I, I haven't seen her not be attractive. Is she no longer? I've, I've not found her to be attractive on this show. There's something about her that, but I, I was in love with her when she was a teenager. Yeah. So <laughs> once they hit eighteen, it's like Ugh. zoinks. Yeah. But um, you know, John Ritter, uh, as an aside, if I could interrupt Harvey's headlines with Don't a side for it. But um, that was a very big influence oh, on he's my get life. Now on uh, Three's <laughs> Company. Three's Company, yeah. the yeah. reruns. I, I loved that show that he was on. Um, Someone's waiting. The daughter you. bitch show. Like, yeah, I yeah. loved that show. I thought it was. Is really... that the one that he died when he was? Working yeah, he was. Don't trust the bee. David Spade came in and replaced him. Kathy Segal was the yeah. mom from yep. uh, Katie Segal. Katie Segal. Yeah, Katie Segal. Yeah. Yes, yes, the mom from yes. Futurama. Well, no, yeah. she's not the mom from the Futurama. He makes both of her shows. There was a lot to fap to on that show because both the daughters were hot. Yes, and the mom was hot too. Yeah, so. it was fun. <laughs> but uh, John Ritter, man, he he, he was a great. Uh, I I don't know if he's a great guy, but he seemed to be a, a nice guy. Yeah, I met his son once and uh, so forth. But Zach Brown? Uh No, his uh, <laughs> his real son. Um, and, from uh, Scrubs. My uh, John Ritter was cool, man. One of my favorite John Ritter roles is Bad Santa. Yes, and uh, when um, Bernie Mac is telling him like all those awful things, and John Ritter's just like. <laughs> <laughs> just, right. He's so creeped out. And he Fuck was him. in uh he was in the movie Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. Sling Blade. I like them French fries. Do you have anything else taters. to add to that hobby? <laughs> he um, was awesome. No, that, really. So I mean I guess congratulations to Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Although I do not find the humor in the yeah, show. I don't and get it. But well actually I did have something to add. 
fuck CBS because they have Jeopardy leading all those shows. That's not fair. Jeopardy's too good. And then they have that as their <laughs> leading to all their shows. Jeopardy is syndicated, right? Yeah. Alex Trebek died. Right. Did he really? No. Last night I was listening to our good friends over at Unfit for FM, and I was in the chat room. And uh, right before they went to break, I said, oh, breaking news, Alex Trebek died. And they were like, oh, my God, Alex Trebek died. Lotus Cast Matt just said that in the chat. We're going to go to break and come back with all the details. <laughs> and then immediately after, I was like, uh, I made that up. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Javi's headlines. This next one has a clip. I hope that Joe has it ready. Um, a religious right-wing radio show host uh, recently went on a tirade against the popular animated feature Frozen. He said that if he were the devil, in order to foul up society, he'd buy Disney in 1984. <laughs> wow. It was absolutely nonsense, and it's a minute and a half or so clip that we should probably listen to. Right? Like Man, how many children are taken into these things, and how many Christians are taking their kids off to see the movie Frozen, produced by an organization that is probably one of the strongest, pro, most pro-homosexual organizations in the country. You wonder sometimes, I'm, I'm not a tinfoil hat conspiratorialist, but you wonder sometimes if, if maybe there's well, something like very evil <laughs> yeah. happening here, Steve. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder, yeah. <laughs> Hold I mean, on, pause. You know, I think that Disney, their whole goal since 1984 would be to promote homosexuality. Right. And, and invade our children. Well, musicals. They, yeah, they're gay. I mean, musicals <laughs> is that, is that what it is? Apparently. Is that their... I think is... the genie was gay in Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. If I could, guys, uh, Brian Casey from uh, Newport, Rhode Island chimes in with, John Ritter was in Skin Deep by Blake Edwards. Oh. It was a, kind of a romantic sex comedy that came out after Three's Company had uh, ended, I think. Skin Deep. It was kind of a sexy, <laughs> you know, guy trying to date hot chicks movie. Three's Company, the movie. Yeah. Three's Company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, fuck it. Okay, what's, what, what do we got left on this clip? Like two minutes left. Yeah. Was the devil. You know, what would I do to really foul up an entire social system and and do something really, really, really evil to five and six and seven year olds and Christian families around America. I, I think I, I, I would make I would, a movie. I would, I, I would buy <laughs> this Disney. This guy sounds yeah. lascivious. If yeah. I was the devil, I would buy Disney this is ridiculous. in 1984. Does it get better? Yeah. And that's then, what I would have done. <laughs> and then you start making all these nice little movies that just throw little things in there what that, that make sin look enticing. And, and in fact, the worst, some of the worst of sins. Well, you know, what is the worst of sins? Or at least you know, to start to indoctrinate slowly. Penises. Turn the no. heat up. The Little Mermaid is a movie against bestiality. I mean, oh, yeah. what <laughs> slept with what to create Why those things? Don't right. you remember that scene in Beauty and the Beast when they had that uh, whole sodomy scene? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. It just the way that those guys That's speak. That's because they slide it in, so only the children yeah. can see it. The way that, that those guys speak make me like it actually made me miss wrestling. Miss. It was like wrestling promos at the start of it. Like <laughs> the way that he was just like trying to sell everything. Right. Like, if I were to buy Disney, <laughs> if I were I to would... buy Disney in 1984. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, it Beauty is... and the Beast is about bestiality, right? It is, yes. No, no, it's not. No, because Beauty is trying to sleep with the Beast. Or She's not trying to sleep with the Beast. Or Beast is trying to sleep with Beauty. Although they, I guess they do Shrek, fall in love Shrek and then she movie? kisses him. So why was I aroused? <laughs> Shrek isn't a Disney movie. That's oh. yeah, uh, DreamWorks. I didn't like Shrek. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek was DreamWorks. Me out. Shrek is a little creepy. Shrek yeah. and uh, the other one. What? The other one. <laughs> the one with the eyeball. Cars. Oh, Monsters. Yeah, I didn't like those movies. 
Uh, this is just disappointing. Society's so disappointing. So now, could, did you not like them because they had homosexual undertones? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was working on this film this past Monday called uh, 15 Minutes or Fame, Finding Redemption, 15 Minutes or Fame Redemption with my buddy uh, Roman Vangeli and Mickey Mons and uh, Lilith Astaroth. That was an interesting experience, guys. I changed the subject once again. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of wondering how this tied into anything. I didn't know if the 15 minutes to fame was like somebody trying to become famous off of like doing something that was uh, bestiality. Yeah, bestiality. (laughs) Well, it's kind of an interesting storyline. It's about a reality show producer who uh, is producing this very violent uh, reality show and uh, so on and so forth. And it's also got anti-bullying undertones. And if you want to look it up on Facebook, it's Finding Redemption and... uh, just thought I'd plug something else. Hey, you are here to plug. My friends uh, Lindsay Cork and her uh, friend Jocelyn Padilla, directed by Gina Madison once again, are making a more sangre. It's a vampire lesbian comedy. Oh, and nudity? That, uh, there may be. I yes. mean, these, these girls are quite nice and, and good friends of mine. And uh, I'll be the acting coach on set and associate producer of a more sangre, which you can find, A-M-O-R. Uh, I believe it's S-A-N-G-R-E. Amor Sangre, you can find the pictures and, and their uh, their video. They are doing Kickstarter in the go-go with this one, and uh, their video is very funny, you know, for their uh, Amor Sangre. If you look it up, on, you'll see their picture of uh, Jocelyn and Lindsay engaged in a kiss, a sweet Ooh, kiss. I like a sweet kiss. Yeah. I like a nice. sweet lesbian kiss. Yeah. So they would probably come on the show and have fun with you guys. Uh, or if they, they might. I if guess. they lesbian kiss. Yeah, well, they, you know. So, uh, <laughs> Harvey's his headlines. Go ahead, Harvey. Uh, the remake of Cosmos premiered this past week, and while the live numbers weren't stellar, uh, DVR and online numbers were pretty good. Actually, Neil Tyson. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse so, Tyson. in an interview to promote the show, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he pled with CNN's reliable sources, Brian uh, Stelter, to not give equal time to flat earthers because, at the same time as Cosmos, I'm not sure if it aired at the same time, but there was a show about uh, Jesus' impact on whatever. And it got significantly higher live numbers, like 18 million viewers compared to the five or so that Cosmos had. Yeah. <laughs> What's that show about? Cosmos is like Cosmos? Um, yeah, well, a universe show. Right. Uh, it's, it's not the about 80s. the science. It's him. Yeah. He's horrible. Neil deGrasse. I like him. You but can't watch him. And right. I like, like him, but I thought he was kind of boring in this show. I thought that it wasn't nearly as good as Carl Sagan's uh, Cosmos. And Carl, like while the science and not everything is completely up to date, um, I would much uh, prefer Carl Sagan's version of the show. Hmm. Is he like a real? I never watched the other, like. When was the other show on? Um, Carl Sagan's version. Yeah, yeah. that was in the eighties. So it was like yeah. I never, I never watched the. Uh, um, it's on Netflix. I think. Sagan and Stephen Hawking never crossed paths. Or Carl Sagan, like, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Was that like a Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, you know, bootleg <laughs> type of yeah. smart guy thing? I'm Stephen sure they Hawking did. ran over his foot. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that Neil? Neil T- uh, deGrasse Tyson is he like I'm not real familiar with him. He used but to be I a stand up, like, I think. I see people mm-hmm. like posting on Facebook about him all the time about how great like, he is, okay. and I'm like, he's is horrible. he really that great? He, he okay. is horrible. I wouldn't say he's horrible. He doesn't have quite the charm, and he he tries to force it with uh, internet tropes a little bit too much. He it, that's the problem is that he he's overexposed compared to where in the 80s when Carl Sagan was famous. I imagine that a lot of his fame was because. It, it was special to see him. The same thing with Bill Nye. Bill Nye, in the 90s, when his show was on, right. he was great, and everybody loved him. But now he's kind of, like, he's exposed to where you realize that he's not a good debater when he tries to debate. Yeah. And you you see what these guys, like, the, these guys are just out of their element far too often with what they're trying to do now. And doesn't play. 
Gotcha. Uh, my friend Brian Casey, if I could, has chimed in with his own plug. Huh? But I'm involved in this one. He a says, plug? Brian, K- oh, plug. geez. Now I have to give a pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, I, he's upset. Like, he's upset that I've interrupted Harvey's headlines. Like, I can feel that heat. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting. All right. So Brian Casey says, mention short film showcase. I said just about to. He says, fantastic. Tell them it can be found on YouTube. Refer to it as a web series. Short Film Showcase is a show that I host, and it's about uh, local New England filmmakers and actors, writers, directors, and we have interviews um, that are almost as uh, profane as this one, but it's a nice show. Okay. So, Short Film Showcase on YouTube. Short case. Short film. Short film showcase. Short film showcase. I'm not very articulate tonight because I I didn't have any... (laughs) Beverage besides the sweet leaf, well, sweet tea. It was offered. Was I offered? A, uh, you're right. I was offered a beverage. You said you're going to finish the tea and then drink whatever we had. Yeah, so I didn't get to the second round. <laughs> it's all right. Harvey's headlines. headlines. Hey, I'm yeah, catching on. Harmonizing. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the father of now famous Duke porn star, Bill Knox, has uh, come out <laughs> saying that he is heartbroken. He's... A, he's a pious man uh, and a doctor. Uh, Kevin Weeks returned from a tour of duty in, Afda- uh, in Afghanistan and was floored by the news. Dude, imagine if you come back from Afghanistan to find out that your daughter's doing porn. <laughs> oh, and the porn she's doing is oh. wonderful. It's funny because <laughs> last week we, when she came out and we found out what like who the uh, porn star was, I found that I had already seen some of her work. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic, and it is. Extreme. She's it's very extreme, yeah. very graphic. Yeah. She is a uh, she's what we call a good egg. Yeah. Well, she takes it. Um. But yeah, that, I don't know, dude. Like I, I've thought like if I were to find out that one of my daughters was involved in porn, I just I, that would destroy me. And I don't I don't care. And I'm very supportive of the porn star industry. And I guess if whatever you're, Why would it destroy you're, you? I would because I just I would feel like it's some way maybe I failed. In my raising, just an info hey, they, and maybe and maybe they, they enjoy it. Maybe that's what they want to do. And there's a lot of girls that are doing it. And that's if you their raise your daughter choice, to do whatever she wanted to do, and she's like, "I chose porn," and you're going to be like, "No, you're like, no, you're I ruin watch your porn. dreams. I don't want to see you in my movie. <laughs> I'd rather see a dog lick the poop from your pants." <laughs> <laughs> see, I did the tie-in. He that. did. He did as a callback. I bet you some of those that. troops in Afghanistan probably watched his daughter. Oh man, do you think like? <laughs> The guy, one of his bunkmates, was sitting there jacking it to his. Hey, bro, wow! Check this out, man. Look at her. Was it was it Chris Rock? Oh my god! Was it Chris Rock that said your your uh, job as a father, if you have a daughter, is to keep your daughter off the pole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I guess if that's the way that they go, it's the way they go. But I, I don't know. I got a lot of years to, to. So I have to worry Hopefully. about it. I think, <laughs> I think you're keep them out of porn. Yeah. Why are they acting like she murdered somebody? This is a tragedy in the family. The father right. is one of the best human well, beings Well, actually, I've and met. to be fair, the father didn't say... The father doesn't have a statement. This is a friend of the family oh, that has come out to say all of this. So, yeah, they're, they're acting it's like it's horrendous. You know who's really got to be pissed him. off? Duke. Yeah. <laughs> the school itself has to be really annoyed because she is referred to as the, the Duke, Duke yeah. porn star. The Duke student that went so into porn. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh. I should write like a wrestling storyline where you come you come back and find out that your uh, your wife and your two daughters are all in a porno together. Oh. <laughs> the aristocrats. No! <laughs> there is a, a family no! that does that, the Sextons. 
Oh yeah, S-E-X-X-X. yeah. No, it's just the da- mom and daughter, but they don't. Yeah. they don't do anything. They don't touch each other. They don't touch each other, but they steal each other's boyfriends all the time. Yeah. and they're all doing it on top of Joe's sweatpants. <laughs> we know the, the show has hit an all-time uh, lull, so to speak, when Silent Charles is texting during the middle mm-hmm. of the show. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking up my final thought. Ah, uh, these headlines. Research. A New Jersey man will not deny throwing his two-year-old into a creek. The child was found in 2011 in a Jersey Shore park. This is ridiculous. No, it absolutely is. The lawyer of the man said that the question isn't whether uh, he threw his child into the creek, but whether he was thinking clearly that night. Right. No, you threw your kid in a fucking creek and killed it. You need to die now. Like, he just needs to die. I think we can... Can we just... Yeah. Come to an agreement that if you throw your kid in a car seat in a creek and it drowns, that you should probably just die. Yeah, the kid was still in the car seat. <laughs> they found her, like, oh, they saw, like, sneakers sticking right. out of the creek. And they're like, what? Did they say why we he should, did it? We should take uh, a, a... He wasn't thinking like, right. We should take a Swiss Army pocket knife, pull out the blade with all the jagged edges, and the saw off. through each one of his toes, and then just... Like electrocute him afterward, just, are, are just you, to be. Are you Roose Bolton's bastard? I don't know what that is. Maybe he from had Game of Thrones. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe he, he found out his child was like one of the children of the corn. <laughs> that's the just eyes were awful. That's just awful. And then the fact that there's a lawyer who's coming to this guy's, I guess well, he, he, he has to. I know like, he has to legally. He has to. But it's just like really, like, and you want to put out there that oh well, maybe he just wasn't clearly. Th- well, what what other defense does he have if he's not going to say that he didn't do it? He needs that means that his he... name is Moriarty. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Moriarty. Is that really his name? Awesome. Yeah. Moriarty. No, not not Moriarty. Is his last name is Moriarty? Like right. the... oh Moriarty. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I was going to say maybe villain. maybe he had his kid in one arm and he had like a big rock in the other arm. The kid's name <laughs> the wrong the one. Oh He had a shot putt. <laughs> one. You just want to see a big splash in the river. <laughs> oh, whoops! Oh, man. Oh, he did it Arr, on the way to see <laughs> Happy Feet too. Yep. You already got the cue. Oh, was that it? Oh, okay. I, I Two teens were arrested and charged with murder of their high school classmate. Uh, police were called when a suspicious vehicle was reported near a highway, just you know, there. Uh, upon returning to the car, police asked the teens what they were doing, and they responded with burying a body. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks! Oh, how do you? <laughs> For those kids, people are just dumb. People <laughs> they are... say the darndest things. See, we're trying to ban bossy, <laughs> and we're just creating stupid kids. Yeah. Um, um, shit. We're burying a body. Don't say burying a body. <laughs> burying a body. Oh, yeah. Out of all the things. <laughs> Do you think that's what was happening? No, but like, they were like, they will never believe me. I can tell cop, the truth and they won't believe no, me. I guarantee, so great. I guarantee like, oh, the cop pulls up and he's like, so what are you kids doing? And that's what the kid did. He was just like, don't say burying a body. Don't say burying a body. Don't say burying a body. We're burying a body, officer. Fuck, we're burying a body. <laughs> well, shit. We're done. Harvey's Headlines. Headlines. Um, Russian troops have mined the border between Crimea and the rest of the Ukraine. The Ottawa Treaty, uh, which was not Ukraine, signed, Ukraine, we, yeah, we Ukraine. The Ottawa Treaty, which was, wasn't signed by Russia, banned the use of landmines. Um, but you know they don't really care. Russia sucks, and uh, not only that, but shots at different bases across Crimea and like close to the Ukraine border have uh, been reported. And there's a lot of uh, fighting between different factions in Ukraine. Ukraine, me, Ukraine, we all Ukraine. It's not good. Thanks. We have some breaking news on the March Fapness results for round Ooh, two. Oh boy. What's going on with March Fapness? Uh, right now, we have a tie Ooh, between Kate a 50, Carson 50? and Ashley Elmy. Wow. Ooh, still can't find wow. Ashley Elmy on this. Um, and also a tie between Michelle, Rando's girlfriend, and Ashley Elmy. 
Wait, or, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Audrey Claire Johnson. <laughs> oh, 50-50-50. Wow, wow, two ties. Oh, yeah. my God, Jackie's way well ahead. Casey. Jackie is kicking ass against Casey Albert, Calvert with uh, 77.8%, and Biz is way in the lead against Stacey Topfree at 75% of the vote. Oh, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Look at there. Hey, we got a whole week. We got a whole week to see. How do we see. spell Ashley's name? A-S-H-L-E-Y? Or? Yep. yep, and Elmi, E-L-M-I. Yep. L-E-M-I, all right. If you go to curlyandalex.com, she's a real person? She is a real, no, she's a... She's a local actress. Okay. If you go to carlyandalex.com, she will be featured there. You can get all of her contact info. Well, she probably doesn't want me to do that, but okay. No, I'm sure she does. Ah, headlines. I'm going to end this one with one that's uh, it's very dangerous for me, not at all. Wait, are you ending this, or are you... Are you this is we, the last thing I got. We didn't get a chance to talk about the big news, the big the big story in the news. I think is this it is a this pretty it? big story. I have no idea. Is this it? That, I don't know. The college the other kid one, that sued her parents? No, 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 there's another one that Matt no. wanted to talk about, and I just assumed that you were going to save it for your final thought, because we never got no, to it No, we're right going to talk about it and right now. I didn't now. write anything up about it, but Is no. it about Wendy's, um, Wendy Hughes dying? So... For years, we've all heard that uh, vaccination and immunizations were uh, going to become they cause an autism. issue. Right, yep. they're going to be they're going to be an issue with um, germs and diseases and stuff evolving to fight antibodies and whatever. So apparently, there is uh, gonorrhea Oy. that is spreading, which is so far immune to all nice all antibiotics and everything. So. That's dangerous. <laughs> I like. I mean, I like that. That's your comment it. on it. Well, that's. Just I had not more. Good, guys. I had more, but you, you kind of ruined me. You ruined me. Uh-oh. I ruined you. Headlines. You've been ruined. Um, that does suck. That it, it really the, does. Suck. If there's a a strand of gonorrhea. Uh yeah, gonorrhea. That is. And I mean, obviously, it's not like a final thing where it's going to be uh, immune to any antibiotics or whatever. You know who but, I bet it started? Patient Zero? Yeah. Rando's girlfriend. Really? That definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it, it bred inside of her leathery puss. Leathery. <laughs> well, that's probably why she needed a cream. She did need a leather cream Ooh. earlier. So that's just because yeah, of did. that. Is it dry, dry and crusty? Dry. Cracked. You know, it took me like 30 minutes to figure out that Dave Harvey is why it's called Harvey's Headlines. That is yeah, it. That me. is it right there. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and clue in my own Harvey's Headlines. Well, I, we did, we're going to talk about we this. We were going to talk. You clearly we didn't get told a chance me not to. to do this as a headline. Because we were, I was hoping to talk to talk about it in the first but hour. Did. There's a fucking plane that's still missing. <laughs> yeah. There's a plane that is still <laughs> missing. They have no idea where this fucking plane is. I did see that there was um, a few days ago that there was... Uh, airline like a ch- either chinese or a thai airline that saw wreckage off of one of their coasts no nope. and yeah it did nothing didn't they've come they've anything. so far looked into uh oil slicks that that turned out to be nothing they thought they found a door it was nothing where the fuck is this plane like it's uh there's actually precedent i guess a couple years ago um it the took bermuda them, triangle yeah it took them uh two years to find uh a plane that had gone down in the ocean and it just turned out that it, it went down in like deep water and it was way at the bottom of the ocean. I like Charles's theory about this that he uh, said mm-hmm. last night that mm-hmm. some like Dr. Evil type character right. hijacked a plane 
with a bunch of like Chinese workers, like, like from forty of the passengers <laughs> yeah. were all worked at like, the same like, company yeah, factory, all really? factory, and they right? just took it and over and was like, like, "Well, I'm gonna take over yep, their business." We're bringing industrial espionage to the next level. We're just gonna <laughs> steal the plans for the factory and the workers for the factory, and uh, poof, we're good to go. I like that. Like they started early on with like the conspiracy, like the guys that had like stolen the passports and they were pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. Like, this could be a clue to something. It went nowhere. <laughs> no. just like, well, no, even just... still, like at this point, because where the plane should have been. And where they think it has flown off so far off course that they have to expand the but search did you hear radius. The, the update. Yeah, they, their engines, the Rolls Royce engines in the plane, apparently have their own network connection and beam down data to the Rolls Royce headquarters factory. Oh, right? I didn't Every hear thirty about that. minutes, so they're like, they have, you know, where it might have been. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, did they the, check with Rolls Royce and they <laughs> Rolls Royce told them? Yeah, I heard yeah. that the that somebody turned off with the transponder, right. the black box. Yeah, and yeah. the pilot, this, the, the like engines have their own. So, yes, it was manually system. turned off. So that would be something that would kind of feed off information, and somebody manually turned it off. So there's obviously somebody tampered with something, but there's a fucking plane that is it's just, just missing. Gone. It's yeah. just yeah, exactly. I think we might be dealing with the uh, Illuminati. Aliens. Maybe when it went in the water, yeah. like Aquaman came and brought them Aquaman. all to Atlantis. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we could see about this in an episode of Star Trek Voyager, where mm-hmm. they took... The 37s? Yeah, the, the 37s, where they found Amelia Earhart and Season a bunch of other people. Season 2, episode 1? Yeah. All right, anything else there for Harvey's no, headlines? That's it. I already said I was ending it. Uh, all right. And looking at the time. In the I, fourth hour, we can talk more about me. The fourth, right. <laughs> the fourth hour is... Uh, well, I mean, I guess you, we could leave the mic on for you if you like. I can just sit here and it, babble about you myself. Well, actually, we're shut off on Radio Fubar. We for never it. got to play the Blood Sugars Today's uh, two-minute teaser. That would have been nice. Do you want to play a little bit of the... We yeah, can, we go can play to bloodsugarstodays.com, and you can get the We YouTube can actually link. play that. Um, we can play that going to break. Blood Sugar what? As we roll out. Sid, Blood Sugar Sid, S-I-D, A-C-E.com, bloodsugarstodays.com. Um, what we're going to do now, Mike, is our final thoughts. This is your, your final thought of the evening. Um, it can be anything. It can be your experience here on the show or just a random what have you thought of the evening. Um, so what we're going to do is go around the table. Actually, I'm going to start with Charles. Final thoughts, sir. This is my attempt. I'm, pot- I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> a little loud. Um, I so, thought that was Charles. The Wes Anderson Grand Budapest Hotel. Should have opened. Well, I mean, it did open last week. I told you about it. But there's still no local theaters showing it. And I'm lodging an official complaint right here on Lotus Cast. Matt just right. farted at whatever you're I did. I just was. leaned over and completely forced out a little gas bubble. So. Zoinks. <laughs> um, Adam, final Wait, thoughts? That's what you were doing research on? Yes. Is it, <laughs> is it still not playing? Because I, I didn't want to lodge an official complaint if some theater like in Bellingham had it. But they still don't have it, and I'm upset. Okay. And they need to do something about this right now. We need to start a petition on whitehouse.gov. Does it? Yeah. I smell that for sure, man. I'm sorry. That's bad. Adam, final thoughts, sir. I really enjoyed our pro wrestling chat tonight. Uh, You you said you do work for Top Rope Promotions. Top Rope Promotions uh, is great. It's uh, Ryan Drew, Steve Ricard. uh, We've had uh, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, has come through our ranks as – Mike Bennett, Epic Mike Bennett, now the Prodigy Mike Bennett, uh, Brutal Bob Evans, uh, Spike Dudley's the commissioner. I could go on and on, but I won't. It's Ooh, a great group. Spike. Spike Dudley's When's the next cool show? Guy. I don't know. It's uh, They have one this weekend, but it's not in Fall River. Uh, they do tour throughout uh, New England. It's Top Row Promotions, and uh, 
I'm looking it up on Facebook as we speak, and it's uh, it's a great promotion. You know, it's just a lot of fun and yabbadi yabbadi. You think Friday, March 14th, Westport High School Gymnasium, uh, 7:30. Friday, March 14th. That's tomorrow night. They've got Spike Dudley, Maria Canellis, Antonio Thomas, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven from Ring of Honor, Brutal Bob Evans, The Ladies' Man, Biff Busick, one of the top young stars, Vinny Marsalia, uh, great wrestler, Jimmy Preston, Guy Alexander, etc. So, yeah, top row promotions. That's a stacked card right there. It's, it's a good stacked. It's a good group. It's a really solid, <laughs> and they, uh, have, they have really good matches. And uh, You think the, uh, the Undertaker streak goes on this year? Yeah. Yeah, he'll beat Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Final thoughts, sir. You know, I, I, the show is fun, and uh, i just like to say, you know, thanks for having me on. But um, that's not my final thought. The final thought is that people in this world, we're all going to die, you know, eventually. We and, are. Uh, most of us. And when you're dead, you know, on the, on the gravestone, they're going to say either, you know, a few things. But they're going to say rest in peace, all that good stuff. But what what do you want on your gravestone and not the pizza? You want You want people to <laughs> say, hey, this guy did such and such. You know. still, is Gravestone Pizza still a thing? No, Tombstone. 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 Okay. Gravestone Pizza. I was like, better. Gravestone. You get a Tombstone. <laughs> hey, gravestone Pizza is way better. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Stop and Shop brand. Like, <laughs> if you like Tombstone, you'll love Gravestone. But we're all going to be dead, and you might as well make a movie before you die. Or you might as well write your book or uh, ask that girl to the prom or, you know, not to be macabre, but, I mean, with this recent movie situation that I was in with the, the passing away of someone, it does, you know, make you realize we're out here for a limited time. We're here for a short time, not a good puts time. Puts things in perspective. Right. Puts things in perspective. And uh, play the Blood Sugar Sedace teaser. See, you know, be, give people a little history of my work. Definitely. We're, we're going to play that right, uh, uh, right as we end the show there. Uh, Joe, final thoughts, sir? Uh, I'm excited to go on our trip next weekend to the Boston Animuchan convention it's next week and uh we're going to go to anime and i like how you said that like an asshole what (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't think uh like matt dave or i are really uh anime fans oh i mean i wouldn't there's a couple (laughs) series we're aware of right but we're fans of anime, but we're not anime fans. Fan, more fans right. of cosplay. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see no. what we end up uh, talking to everybody about yeah. and uh, and everything. But yeah, uh, excited. If you haven't bought your tickets for Boston Animuchan It's $1 million per ticket. Final thought, Dave Harvey. Earlier tonight, Mike, in one of his things, he said uh, schmaltz. And that made me think. I I have not heard that since like last time I read through my Bubby's cookbook. Because all the old Jewish recipes that we have, they all call for schmaltz. And I was like, wow, that is awesome. I love that word, the way that you <laughs> used it. Now you have to incorporate that into everything that I do now. Well, here's one for you. shtick a I don't think that's one. shtick a schmaltzry shtick. I'm full of them. Yeah. <laughs> remember when you took her to the ass doctor? Yes. I remember that story. <laughs> um, I went to the ass doctor. And then, like, I tried to fart later, but it was still gel from the stuff, <laughs> oh, and it came out, God. and it went in my underwear. It's everything. <laughs> oh, that was Joe. a story. Why did you waste it? Jesus, You Joe. guys would have guessed it if Jesus, I wrote that one. Yeah, well, of course Jesus, you Joe. Um, my final thought for the evening is, um, if you watched the Obama Between Two Ferns video, and if you thought that that wasn't scripted, you are an idiot. If you thought it was funny... You are also an idiot. None of that was funny. None of that was well put together. I went to healthcare.gov while I was oh, watching it. What a horrible, like, it, it just turned... being the last black president? <laughs> that was kind of funny. But 
the whole healthcare pitch, like, oh, well, you can do that if you go to healthcaregov.gov. Like, is that up. any worse when Michelle Obama goes on Jimmy Fallon's show and then they just end up like she's talking, dumb too, and they talk about like, oh, you should you should really eat well because that's what I'm doing now. All right. Well, there you have it. This is the Lotus Cast. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out to listen. Uh, we, we're going to play it right here, um, right now. Uh, it, uh, we are the uh, uh, LotusCast.com. Listen to us every Thursday night at 9 o'clock live. Um, we are on Radio Fubar as well. Check out all of the other great shows. Download the TuneIn app on your phone, Android or iPhone. Search Radio Fubar. Give it a favorite. We are on Twitter at the LotusCast. Also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash LotusCast. Check that March Fatness link on the Facebook page. Check out the Mark, uh, March Fatness link. Vote for your favorite girl. Um, that's going to be running. We'll announce the winners next Thursday on our show. And on our show next Thursday is Beer Brett. Um, if you remember, uh, Ge- Beer Geek Brett was on the show uh, last winter to give us some winter choices. He's going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, just before Thanksgiving, and now he's coming back to uh, display some spring beers for us. So we're very excited about that. That'll be next Thursday. Uh, be sure you listen in. Join us in the chat room. Uh, and we're going to leave on Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Mike Messier. 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 Um, Messier. You can go to MikeMessier.com, which is where you can find everything about Mike. Uh, I'm sure you got a, all the links there for Disregard the Vampire, uh, which looks awesome. We can't wait to uh, – actually, I'd love to have some of the uh, cast on uh, so we can talk a little bit more about their role in the film and all that grand stuff. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. It has been a good three hours. Blew by very quickly. It's it like we don't have enough time. There's not enough time to pack all of this stuff into a little three-hour bubble. We need seven hours. We need an- <laughs> maybe another – Another another show in the week, but that's not going to happen. Uh, play us out. This is, again. Um, what is the YouTube link for this? Uh, it's Blood Sugar Sid Ace teaser on YouTube, and you can just go to bloodsugarsidace.com, and it's right there on the splash page. Perfect, guys. Have a good one. In the meantime, go fuck yourself. Hi, this is Tony Moran, the original Michael Myers from Halloween, and you're listening to Lotus Cast. This is my attempt at a low-budget, character-driven psychological drama. This is my story. You don't have a story to tell. This is the cross I bear. These are the things I do. Of your lies. The lies God speaks through your mouth. Judge me not. If I were to die, could you exist? The creator is more than his creations. I am this chosen one. I do the things you do. When they laugh at you, I kill them in my heart. I lie to tell the truth because no one hears my screams! It was a time when I thought no one else had thoughts, ideas, dreams. I am not myself today. Today, I feel like someone else. You, you, you. A waste of my potential. You, you, you. A waste of my blood. I always wanted to be a writer. Not a writer that wrote for himself. I wanted to be a writer that wrote for money. Big money. Hollywood type of money. 
We cross out lines in the old rule book, create our own games, and laugh and die at our own jokes. I want to be free. His was what it was not supposed to be. They all suck. They're doing a podcast. I googled uniform opinions the other day. We are number one, number two, and number four. Every other result for the next ten pages are people that can't spell uninformed. They served in the army. That's the Gipper. God damn, that guy could give a speech. The Navy. Why do other people think we take offense to the name Squid? The Air Force. All right, I'm not really practicing or really know what I think anymore. The Marines. You're never getting promoted again. And the Israeli Defense Force. I know what you did last summer in Afghanistan. They are the most interesting vets in the world. Listen to Uniformed Opinions Wednesdays on RadioFubar.com.